Hello, our lovely Girl Awakening listeners. Welcome to 2023. I'm Jo Hendy from the Sacred Sister Project. I'm Amanda Parker of Mayala Organics. Come with us as we journey into this week's Awakening episode. I talk to a spirit. She comes in my dreams. She teaches me lessons. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Jo. Here we are. Back in the hot seat. Oh, yes, and it's a really, really hot seat for all of us. All today. of us. It's it's a mm. um it's an emotional one for me already. <laughs> we haven't even started. I'm just beaming. Joe's just <laughs> I'm trying to make jokes and Joe's just like I'm not feeling even more emotional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're very it's a bit of a special episode today and we're gonna dive straight into um, welcoming our first divine masculine mm. guest on Girl Awakening today. He has a long history of bringing people together. You could almost say he was born to do this. We can, we, we are saying that he was born to do this. Yeah. From a sporting background and competing at a very high level, which led him into an awakening that is now where he shares himself to the world, we are welcoming Trevor Hindi today. Welcome, Trevor. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Welcome, Trevor. <laughs> I yeah. feel a little bit emotional too, Joe. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, God. So, Trevor, father, family man and husband to my co-host, Joe. thank you so much for being here today. It's a real honour and uh, very special having our first Divine Masculine. And And you you just asked me to pull a card and I pulled the marriage card. Yes. (laughs) And the meaning was bringing the Divine Masculine and Feminine together. Oh. And that's happening inside of me and happening outside of me as well, so... Yeah, <laughs> but Joe and I are probably just going to cry because <laughs> I'm going to be doing this all have, by myself. We have the today. most beautiful, amazing, upside down, backward, perfect marriage. Oh yes, it's been incredible for a long period of time, but it's come from a lot of courage and a lot of vulnerability and yeah. truth yeah. and breaking down all sorts of barriers and limitations and everything else. And so, mm. for us to sit here and share, you know, oh, it's it's just quite. A, a divine moment in itself for so many reasons that we're going to explore today and share <laughs> together. <laughs> just I'm just one of these people, I'm just sitting here and it makes all this emotion and it's just lifting me up so much because I, I feel, uh, you know, quite knowing Joe and Trevor for some time now, I just feel the, oh, what's the word? The ripple effect of what they experience together as a couple, how it comes out and, I don't know, illuminates people around them is something quite rare and quite special and they both do it so very graciously. Mm. (laughs) I think we're graciously, yeah. uh, It's just a very um, special day today to share one Joe's husband for his awakening journey but also... um, Someone who stands so beautifully in his divine masculine and his divine feminine. Mm. The card couldn't have been more perfect, yeah, Trevor. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> so it just feels like love. Today. Oh, it feels, just feel yeah. lots of love. <laughs> yeah. Lots of healing, lots of understanding. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting that. Um. I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had an intention this morning and I was like, oh, I'm coming onto the podcast and we've joked around for a while that I want to be the first guy on the Girl Awakening <laughs> podcast and... 
Your girls are doing such amazing things. It's having such ripple effects. And I've got lots of beautiful soul sisters like yourself, Amanda, mm. that have been on the podcast that when I connect to them, I, you know, like, wow, we illuminate each other through all sorts of different things. And they come on yeah. and share their magic on the podcast with my wife, you know, and, yes. and my soul sister and yourself. And I just, I'm seeing the, the feminine and the masculine coming into what it really can be. So I had the intention this morning was to be here and be honest and vulnerable and yeah. not have any preconceived ideas of what I was going to talk about. <laughs> and Joe and I joked yesterday because I said, oh, what can I, you know, and she said, no, we're not, we're not teaching anything. We're just sharing your journey. That's what you know. I said, well, Zara gets to teach. <laughs> you know, um, yes. so we're just joking around about it. But I, what I'm feeling sitting here is like I want to bore my eyes out. Yeah. You know, I want to cry, cry, cry because I feel our journey over such a long time has been so huge and mm. so big and we've had a very strong intention from way deep in our higher selves mm. that as our, you know, little human being self, we're slowly realising what it is for both of us. But mm. it's to it's to activate people the whole way through and to have people awaken fully and to mm. know who they really are and to full, have full confidence and trust not only in themselves but their their connection to the divine. Yes. You know, and so yeah. we've been cleaned out of a lot mm. and we laugh and carry on and have the funniest time. And yeah. Even when we're tense, we're very funny. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't feel very close to you today. <laughs> and it's like, me neither. <laughs> you know, and so we laugh about it and explore and everything. But anyway, yeah. I'll shut up because I know Joe wants to say something. No, I, I, I feel like I just need to, um, you know, sit in the space today. It, it, you know, we get told constantly from our listeners, you know, how much mm. the podcast has been activating people and we get so much feedback from the ladies that sit in the chair that say, you know, they've left here and they've just been activated into another space, you know, around what they want to do and where they want to go. And to have, to have, um, to Trev, have Trev here today yeah. is like, God, I'm like stumbling. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which Joe doesn't do very often. Yeah. <laughs> it's <just> the power. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just made me extremely vulnerable and um, just really excited to hear what you have to say and share. And mm. and, uh, and it's you're in the space, you know, you've come into this little space that we have had only women in. Mm. And um, yeah. I, and I know ha- how much of um, a softer you are. So it's mm. and lots of people have seen that. But it's so beautiful to have you here and be able to share, so people can actually see maybe another side to you that they haven't seen. Yeah, that I'm I get to see all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm still meeting people who go, oh, yeah. I didn't realise you thought that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, wow, I've been putting it out for a while, but people remember you for what you yeah. put out a long time yeah. ago, and you know, champion athlete, and yeah, hanging out with the Beach Boys and yeah. Yeah. Baywatch and Madonna and all that sort of stuff. It's like it's it was all rock star sort yeah. of thing earlier, but mm-hmm. all that was just. <clears throat> trying to work out who I was and yeah. you know trying to look for love in all the wrong places and also all the right places because you've got to look for them in the wrong places to work out yeah. who you really are and go oh, that's not me that's not me so um oh I, so yeah. hang on a sec we have to ask the question yeah, yeah before mm. you yeah okay. start um so oh, oh. Trevor how did your awakening begin <laughs> yeah <drum roll. sighs> okay what a question. I've heard you ask this so many times. <laughs> Trevor listens to our podcast. And I've answered this question in, with different people on yeah. different podcasts mm. a lot. Um, but I think if I'm really honest and I, I think um, 
right back to where it started. I think it started with my mum and dad. Mm. You know, um, the seeds of the awakening started when my dad left Melbourne with mum to travel around Australia, mm. three years old, two years around Australia, left behind the best job, the picket fence, the whole thing. The wife that, you know, took the wife, the daughter and the son in a caravan around Australia for a couple of years. And I think mm. in many ways in this lifetime, in this body, on this earth, my awakening started then because he actually um, took me around. I connected with all the First Nations kids and travelled around the country. And the mother, you know, Mother Earth was very much a part of my experience for mm. a long time in my early years. And um, I'd forgotten all about it. And Joe and I were in Cape York two years ago. Mm. Well, you, yeah, and, um, and I woke up in the swag in the middle of the night in Cape York and I remembered stepping out of my father's car full not full driver big blue dodge truck with my sister in a place called point stewart way up in northern territory where we're going to go in mm. a few weeks and that makes me emotional too mm. and oh that just hit me i remembered <laughs> stepping out of the car with my sister and had so I had in the middle of cape york at 53 years of age i remember being whatever i was i can't i think it might have been eight or nine mm. um stepping out of the car with my sister and being fully aware of nature of the bush of country yeah. fully aware of country and going and feeling the love for it and turning around and seeing my sister and knowing that she too had the same connection mm-hmm. so yeah. we had that knowledge between us mm-hmm. spiritually that that happened but i'd forgotten all about that mm-hmm. and then we also went through sort of separations and things after that where Di grew she's five years older than started seeing boys and stuff happen yeah. and I'm like on my own now and it all gets buried yeah it all gets buried and forgotten and, mm. and a little I'm a bit separate and everything else and so dad and mum having the courage to leave the norm travel around and be driven by spirit mm. they'd stay wherever we, we drove um three hours up the road and stayed there for six weeks <laughs> <laughs> on our trip around Australia, you know, picked beans. Um, oh, and then when everywhere we went, it was like spirit guided us to the next place. And mum mm. and dad might not say spirit guided us. Um, and dad probably wouldn't say he was called by country. Mm. He was called to country. But I know that's what it was. Mm. Um, so by the time I came back and settled yeah. on the Gold Coast, you know, they say between conception and seven years of age is when most of your life patterns are created. Mm. So... I think courage and adventure and all that was in me from a very young age. Mm. Um, and I say that because the awakening wouldn't have been possible to the degree it was if I didn't have that stuff in place. Mm. And I do tell a story sometimes that my dad used to pull us up on the side of the road, park the caravan, mum would start cooking and dad would walk us off into the bush and he'd change directions and he'd go for like 40 minutes, me and die. And then he'd say, all right, find our way home oh, amazing and i was super young you know and i know inside of myself that him saying doesn't matter how far you go explore the beaten the beaten track you know mm-hmm. go off the beaten path but just know where home is and so it's i think a statement in itself isn't it yeah it was a, it was implanted yeah. in me to know where home was and home wasn't the house back in melbourne that we sold home was where the heart was it was wherever we went yeah so to kind of answer the question is that the awakening seeds started then but then when I tried to be the guy and be the one and felt bullied and belittled in life and you know the winner stole the girl all the time and you know I, I, I decided subconsciously that the winner gets everything so I wanted to be the winner and then I switched on this power to be the winner that just wasn't present before that 
So I won everything, broke all the records, and then went, give it to me, you know, um, from that place of the shadow. Mm. And I got everything and then felt more shallow and more hollow and more, mm. more lost, you know, and to, right through to infidelities and, you know, losing my way fully in my own integrity. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then when Joe and I met, it was like the decision had already started that I was coming back from that. And I met Keith Maitland, ah, and okay. our big chiropractic friend who I was with this morning, yeah. hanging on the beach for three hours, like hey, Keith. laying on a picnic <laughs> blanket, laughing about stuff, and carry, you know, laughing about our own crap. And and um, sounds like us. Yeah, just like fully going, oh yeah, okay, you're clear on that one, are you? you know? I think there might still be a bit of anger in there. Get stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> so our our little code for each other is every time there's some sort of negative that we haven't looked at. Uh, I think you might have a bit of there's there's a bit of gold in that one there, mate. You know, <laughs> I know there is because I want to punch you in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I met Keith in '93. Jeffrey Shoecraft, our my beautiful manager, sent me to him, and that's right where the actual awakening started from the seeds. And that was I'd lost my way, and broken relationship first relationship with Jackie, first marriage, and that was um, you know pulled apart, separated. The part of me that wanted to be the one mm. never really let her in fully, never let anybody in fully, actually. So, yeah. um, and you're still quite young then, too, aren't you, Trevor? Totally, yeah. yeah. I was like, um, you know, there's John Denver's song, Rocky Mountain High. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. Oh, gorgeous song, yeah. Coming <laughs> home to a place he'd never been before. He left yesterday behind him. You might say he was born again. You might say he found a key to every door. I oh, know, I'm going <laughs> Yeah. And so... Keithy, when I met him, I was, so 20, was 25, 26. Yeah. Yeah. And then I literally, that was my summer of my 27th year. Oh, amazing. And mm. um, oh, I feel emotional when I say that too. Yeah. And Jeffrey had given me the book, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, mm. Dan Milner. <laughs> That's another amazing many, book. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. had a few people actually mention that book on, the, on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. There was a game changer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a cool story about Dan yes. Milner but yes. quickly. But, um, but so then... I walked into Keith and he said to me, and Jackie and I were, you know, like separating at odds with each other, all sorts of stuff going on. Um, Jackie was actually pregnant with TJ. So it was like a really brutal time to be Big separating. Yeah. But so much stuff had happened. And I, I was looking for a way out, not a way out of the relationship, which might seem that way, but a way out of the pain and the disconnection that I was in. And the more I'd created this life for myself, the more I wanted out. Yeah. And so I'd kind of trashed Jackie in the process as well, which, you know, you know, um, apologised for many times since. And <laughs> well, a, when you're not yourself. You're not yourself. You're, you're doing things to people that you love exactly. that, that, you know, is what you do to people you love. You're on yeah. the same bus together, basically. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, absolutely. And now mm. we're amazing brother and sister because of it. Yeah. Spiritually, yeah. we'd do anything for each other, you mm. know, and, and we've been on such a journey with yeah. all of us, you know, that we would do Being anything for each other. Being brave enough to keep going through. Oh, yeah. It makes me emotional, too, because I... Um, you know, being loved by someone at a young age, but then hitting all the negative energy and the stuff like that and pulls it apart. But then restoring that love and connection to a higher point than what it was mm. beyond relationship into I'd do anything for you. Yeah, Got you back to you. If you ever really need me, I'm here, you know. Yeah, um, and the yeah. way we all do that for each other. And yeah. So that was interesting because I walked into Keith and he said to me, and I had all sorts of stuff going on in my body, and he said to me, um, Okay, checked me out, lined me up, and put some <laughs> magnets and things and lined me up. And then he said to me, mm, well, your body's telling me that you're not going to win another world title until you resolve a few things. 
That would have been challenging. I, I remember thinking, <laughs> I'm, I'm three times World Ironman champion. <laughs> How dare you tell me? You know, and so the ego fully revealed itself straight away. I didn't say it, mm. but two things presented itself. There was the me listening. And then he actually said to me, I think you've got, um, you might have a few, um, maybe dairy intolerance or some allergies. Uh, I can see it in your face. And so I want you to bring some food samples in. But also I think you've got some anger issues. And I think some suppressed anger. And we're allowed to swear on this podcast, aren't we? So I apologize, mum, if you're listening to this. But my first thought in the back of my mind was, fuck you. (laughs) You know, like, and so I'm standing there facing him, smiling as I do. As I, (laughs) yeah, smiling. And I was pacing behind myself going, this fucking guy's dead. I'm going to kill him. Who's he think he is? I'll prove him wrong. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what, I'll come back tomorrow, all right, to prove you wrong. So this is how insane the ego is, is I was going to come back. The next day to work with him to prove him wrong that I needed to work with him. Yes. So I literally was, you know, like it was the insanity. And I, I remember thinking to myself, he goes, and he said to me, "It's a father figure." And he said, "I'm not sure it's your father. Is there someone else that you're angry at?" And I went, "My uncle Jack." Who uh, <sighs> I suppose was like, um, he made my life feel so safe. Uh, because he swore, carried on, you know. Smoked, drank. Smoked, drank, yeah. was an yeah. absolute lunatic. Yeah. And in some ways that made me feel safer because um, he wasn't trying to be good. Yeah, real. just solid. He was real. Yeah. He was true. And um, he passed away. And um, it's about th- two or three months before that. And I said to Keith, I'm not angry. I said, it could be my Uncle Jack. He lived with us. He was like my second dad. And I said, I'm not angry with my uncle. I'm really sad. And Keith, in his brutal way, said, yep. <laughs> You're also angry at him too, though. I went, what do you mean like this? And he said, mm. maybe is there some part? I said, and I went, oh. And he goes, I want you to go and write a letter to him. And I want you to put an envelope and put it in the rubbish bin like it's a post box and send it to him, everything you really want to say. Yeah. I was thinking, it won't be anger, it won't be anger. And then when I got down to it, I was so sad that he left it. I was angry that he left. Yeah. You know, and then years later, I had a similar thing with a spiritual teacher that mm. had departed. And, and, um, and there was that, would you leave me here all on my own for? But Not he said, yet. yeah, he said, yeah. Come, come back tomorrow and we'll work on this. And I, I was thinking, and he said, you know, you've got to let go of that anger. And I was thinking about, fuck you, da, da, da. And then I actually went, mental note to self. I do appear to be really angry about what he said <laughs> you know and when i raced i used to have this voice come into my head that wasn't my voice it didn't come from my self-talk mm-hmm. and it would say you got to go your own way and so it come in in the song you got to go your own way and i'd grind around the around the flags and i'd go i'd go my own way and everyone's going that way and i'd go a different way and whichever way i went became the way to go so in the next round, because I'd pass everyone, the next round, they'd all go that way. Yeah. And I'd go, I'm going to go that way. <laughs> and I used to go down and find a bit of water that was flowing in the right direction on the bottom swimming, for example. And then when I found the water and appreciated finding the water, mm. all the other water would come to me and amplify. And I would, I'd end up in a stream, in a river underneath. I'd be doing breaststroke on the bottom going, oh, this is beautiful. You in, know? The flow, in the flow. In the flow. Yeah, in the flow of the feeling. higher power, like the source, the source being the ocean. Mm. And... I could be 10 seconds slower than the other 400 meter swimmer in the swim leg would come in 15 seconds in front or 20 seconds or whatever because I was actually going with the ocean not with my muscles 
you know, not with my own speed. So that voice was always there, go your own way. And then I drove off from that. Keith said, come back tomorrow with some food samples and everything. And I drove off and I, I was just basically around the corner at Palm Beach and I drove off and I came over Burley Hill. Mm. And as I was coming over Burley Hill, I'm going, fuck him, fuck that, you know, <laughs> da, da, da. and I had all these other bizarre things in my head of why I shouldn't listen to him and Jeffrey sent me to him and maybe it's because of this and that and, and blah, blah, blah. Trying anyway, to make sense of it mate, all. Trying to make sense of it all. And and, um, and I all of a sudden I was kind of like being a bit animated with my body and I shook my shoulder and I went, my shoulder's not aching. And then I moved my hips and I went, my hip's not aching. And I stretched my arch and I went, my arch is not aching. And I went, hang on, I'm not in any pain. Wow. And I went, but he didn't touch me. I just literally went, but he didn't touch me. And this voice, the same voice came in and said, he told you the truth. Oh. <laughs> and I went, oh. Yeah. And I drove down the other side of Burley through into the northern side towards my home, towards mm. Service Paradise. And I drove down and everything changed. The whole world changed. Like, things had depth to them and I had peace and the breeze I wound the window down I was like what 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 has he done to me Mm. he didn't touch me but he told me the truth and Mm. you know know the truth and the truth shall set you free Free. and so I went by the time I'd got to the bottom of Burley Hill I'm like I'm going back tomorrow to find out what Wow. so I I actually that that ego part hung in there for as long as it could trying to prove him wrong Mm. and the other part of me I feel really emotional when I say that because I think I gave him a real hard time Tried to prove him wrong. He's up for it. Yeah. He was so up But for also it. tried to prove him right. Yeah. You know, so it's such a dichotomy, such yeah. a fascinating duality. Yeah. But um, that started it. He put me on a detox and then I felt incredible, like this cleanse, and mm. it was incredible. And I used to drink after races. I never was a drinker, you know, and I grew up not drinking as a kid and everything else. And, and then I'd go long periods of not drinking into the series, but then after a race I'd go and party and celebrate because that's what you did. Mm. Yeah. And you were the one, and you had the drink card, and, the, and there was the girls, and the, you know, the rock star, thing. like rock stars had turned up, and other sporting stars, and you'd be the leader of the gang and everything, and mm. so it was like this false sense of I'm a someone now, and um, I had this cleanse, and I, we went away, and literally spoke to Michael Holmes yesterday, who's the lead singer of Images, and we resolve some stuff he's like he's like oh i thought we really screwed you up you know i said no it was the best thing ever because we created a rock band yeah and we traveled around australia i think you came to one of the i've never seen you at the surfers um, and i was and and that i was singing um cocaine yeah and i didn't even understand what i was singing if you want to head out you got to take her out cocaine and the whole club's like going i've still never taken cocaine in my life but I'm like singing this song you know right? oh, it's the best song I didn't know what it meant either yeah. I was wow. back from so listening we, to Eric Clapton yeah <laughs> who I connected with years later you know um, iconic yeah um, mm. but anyway I we so we went around to go on this tour and Jeffrey had given me the way of the peaceful warrior Keith had given me the cleanse and I hadn't started reading the book yet and so I get on the bus to go away and I'm feeling incredible and I'm starting to read about the way of the peaceful warrior mm. and I've seen this in a lot of people that the freedom I felt, the ego went, what can I do with this? Yeah. And so I just fully went ran amok. Mm. Like I actually stayed cleansed till about Rockhampton till <laughs> the Rockhampton races. <laughs> with, I think with Jay Gilbert and Michael Holmes, you wow. know. And I remember 
going, oh, well, have a cup. And then yeah. as soon as I opened the door to have a couple of drinks, it was like this crazy party. And then it went right around the country and it was, you know, Uncle Toby's 100-year anniversary. And we were both these clean living humans and this bunch of rock stars traveling around like rock stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was reading the book at the same time. And I was actually reading about auras and reading, you know, and I was like, what? And I read the Celestine Prophecy too. I took both and I read both those mm, books. Big books, yeah. So by the time I came back and walked back in and Keith went, whoa, what's been happening to you? <laughs> I got it, went off my cleanse a little bit. He's like, let's fix you up, you know. It's funny though because you just saying uh, that, I think about, yeah. you know, because it's happened to me too before, like where I've, I've gone and done an incredible course Mm. And then <laughs> left the mm. course and then gone out and got on heavy drugs. Yes. And it's like, yeah. you know, you do it and because you're feeling on top of the world, but there's this energy field that comes in that wants to take you out because yeah, it, it doesn't goes, want yeah, you to be free. You can, you can do this. Yes. Yeah. You're better this way. Talk about seduction Nobody, and yes. the, the devil, so to speak. You know? Nobody likes you when you're quiet and, you know. Mm. It's almost that like intoxicating energy you feel when you tap into spirit or tap into your 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 divinity or your soul that intoxication as you said like the ego kind of goes well let's get intoxicated yeah you know, like, yes. it's, like it's an equal kind of thing but it's so not the same yes well it doesn't you know, want like, you to be free it's a and it's, using that example of we're mm, exposing all our stuff here that yeah. um um we were on that course together the mm -hmm. one that you're referring to yes. And I had to leave early to yes. go and do some work and yeah. i got on the airplane to fly to adelaide mm -hmm. it was a direct flight and I, the pilot asked me to come up into the cockpit and I sat in the co-pilot wow. seat and okay. I landed at Adelaide at like 10 o'clock at night and like I thought it was felt like I was plane. in a spaceship. So we had this incredible experience <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like on another plane, you know, mm, and then landed. Literally. I did the work the next morning and I'm trying to ring Joe and Joe's gone out with a couple of friends, one of which I just bumped into yeah. and gone out and, and, and <sighs> the energy's gone the other way. So I'm going... Oh my, but I was ready. I had a readiness because yeah. I'd already done all, what, not all that, but some other, other stuff. You've been laying the foundation. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and so I'm like, oh my God. And I'm trying to ring and can't get onto her. And the next day I can't get on. And then I flew to Melbourne, finished mm -hmm. this thing off. I'm flying back. And then Joe says, oh, <laughs> I get onto it. And she's like, oh. And I had this thing come up in me straight away from an old mate that I idolized and I loved that was going to meet me for a tennis match when I was a kid. And he didn't turn up. And another the the foe in my life turned up and and said he's not coming he's really stoned and i'm like no he doesn't do that you yeah, know yeah. yes he does and he's not coming i waited for another two hours he didn't come and so subconsciously subliminally i decided you can't trust anyone who takes drugs yeah and they'll let you down every time and that was part of me closing off it was one of the key things Everywhere I, I turned, you, you know, because I had expectation that someone else was going to save me. Mm, so rather yeah. than go to source, I would always go on to, well, mum's my source. No, dad's my source. No, my sister's my source. They're constantly disappointing me. No, my best mate's my source. Oh, God. I got yeah. initiated by him, you know, flushed. And mm. no, all right, the older guy's my source. No, not him. And in the end, you go, well, fuck it, screw it. No one's source. I'm just going to win. And mm. I'll be the source of, you know, and so Power there. Wow, I yeah, came home in that moment. Mm. And in Joe having this experience that night, it actually was a gift to me because I went, oh, my God, I'm holding that I can never trust you now because you did this. And it was like, oh, my God, that's a trap. Yeah, That's actually not the truth. That was there way before this. So I've manifested this to, to set me free as well. And so we had the most beautiful, mm. incredible release. I had, I had an out-of-body experience. I actually went off planet from that whole thing and rang 
our spiritual teacher at the time and said, something's happening to me. The whole world's <laughs> rocking. And he said, you're freeing out. Just I let go. So, yeah. so talking about mm. when did you have your awakening, that was a big one mm. because I shook off all of that stuff about trust and and in the end it became that people are on their own journey. Do whatever they want. There is no good, bad, right or wrong. They're yeah. on a, you know. And so that part of me that, that does love people unconditionally, mm-hmm. that it's it's still not fully there. I'm still working on it. That part of me has been growing ever since moments like that, you mm. know. So that's another awakening for sure. No, absolutely. And, and we keep mm. ha- and we're continually having that. You know, <coughs> that's the beauty in it all. Um, but I, I think I took you off track a little bit because we're on a roll there and I kind of... No, no, that was, oh, no, no, that that was spot beautiful. on. And yeah. by the way, mm. and that, that thing that took Joe, let's call it off track, but I, perfectly for that night, mm. I had the same stuff in a different way. So I was still going off track in different ways that mm. Joe had to forgive me yeah. and be the one for me that let go of the, well, I can't trust you because you've done that. Mm. You know, trust so, is a huge, huge yeah. five-letter word. Well, yeah. what it is is, is I trust that... I trust that you're okay mm. and you're on the right track and, and you can let me down if you need to because it's not it's I trust that whatever manifested is perfect for me to learn forgiveness or understanding even better than forgiveness understanding so yeah you, you healed a lot through that time no yes. absolutely and I'm mm. just thinking about in relationship wise too I know and it's not the same for every relationship but for Trev and I it was a the love was I feel like the love was always there like mm. there, that was one thing that was certain even though sometimes it may have been hidden, it was still there. Um, and then the trust was like, um, I need to hold the trust. You can fuck up as many times and mm. I'll stay, but just be honest with me or just, um, you know, it's like... It's the learning each time there's a fuck up. If yes. you're put, like, what's the learning in this? It's not like just sweeping it under the carpet, ignoring it. Be not acknowledging time, it yeah. or holding the baggage in front of their face every day and going well you know yes. you did this so you have to do this for me today and but you know yes, it's not yes. it's not um uh what's the word it's not a like money it's not a currency oh, absolutely. Absolutely. yeah yeah and there's the other no thing points too, one or yeah yeah, yeah. the other mm. thing too was that you know over the years um we've both learned that whatever he's doing is a lesson for me yeah you know it's not and vice versa yeah and vice versa exactly yeah. Um, and that's for me to um, take as much responsibility in the situation as he does mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it might be hard for some people to hear, you know, that. But it's like it's it's a choice that you make in relationship. Yes. And you don't have to make that choice. But it's like... Um, if you're ready, you can. If you're ready, you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. absolutely see that as being absolute gold. <laughs> mm. well, I because, feel emotional when we share yeah. it because I think that's the basis of... I tell people all the time. I, I sit and, and I just start crying because I, mm. and I feel Joe. I think of Joe. I'm somewhere doing a seminar or something and she just comes in. Yeah. And I just go, oh, my God, I just have the most incredible relationship, like a relationship that I've dreamt of having. Yeah. And what is that really? I love Joe. She's a beautiful human. She's mm. a beautiful, you know, physical human. Now that's the, the least of it. But she's this beautiful human, beautiful spirit and everything else. But it's yeah. like she's actually taught me to love. You know, she's taught me to forgive myself and understand myself. And and when you said that the love was always there, for me, I would say the connection was always there. Yeah. Yeah. But the yeah. love would be come in and out based yeah. on whether or not the connection was understood or felt fully. Yes. But the connection has been, I'm going to come into your world and it's going to turn upside down yeah. forever mm. until you're standing the right way up. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So this is just like epic because every this is a relationship 
of all relationships in all relationships isn't it because <laughs> you know because the as you say the connection always been there the love being whether we also love ourselves enough mm. to yeah. love the other person oh, in the moment as well isn't it because that's We're the cry love a lot today, yeah <laughs> Yeah, and and actually acknowledging why that you're in this relationship with this person because you see there is this reflection, there is this learning, mm. there is this journey to share together, and you know, giving up on it's okay to finish a relationship, but giving up on a relationship that's not finished yet, mm. you know, um, or not fully explored, not fully potentialized, you yeah. know, we just do that all the time, yeah. you know, on every level with yeah. our kids, with our um, friends, you know, all employers, all kinds of people, but like our intimate relationship with our partner. I think if we have that awareness where we step into a relationship with somebody, that this is about, like you said, the responsibility, the mm. connection, the self love, the love. If we stepped in with that, wow, wouldn't that change the, you know, yeah, a platform I, of what I think it's all being the reflection thing about. too, because even the pressure to have to make it work or whatever comes yeah. in when it's about I've got to make the relationship work but if we say the restoration of love yes, yeah. you know that from the restoration of love you can be with someone or not be with them it actually doesn't matter because mm. the love is fully present mm. and that's what I've learned over a long period of time it was one of the things that we were taught or introduced to at a certain stage of our awakenings together but it's the restoration of love mm. you know because you can like my first relationship with Jackie I still come across certain people mm -hmm. that'll have a similar energy to something that I walked away from you know or I went oh, I don't you know that might have manifested through Jack that that I couldn't be with and she would have had the same with me yeah but I just shared it this morning with Keith that I actually kind of I stepped through understanding someone in Perth at the Australian Championships a lady and I stepped through to see that it was a certain thing and, and be with her with her energy and in the end it was the most beautiful thing to mm. be with this mother who was so stressed, yeah. you know. And um, mm. and in that, I went, oh, I just restored more understanding for myself with that energy. Mm. But I actually felt closer with Jackie. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that reminded me of that. Yeah. But also we're going through family stuff at the moment with, mm. you know, kids having a hard time and separations in relationships mm. and stuff like that. And the love I have for all parties yeah. is growing all the time because my ability to be with someone that I would have rejected last week and gone, oh, that's an inconvenient energy to be around. So my point is that mm. sometimes you don't end up with that person, but that's not a failure. No. Because yeah. life will present you all the opportunities to be with yes. all the energies that would have stopped you from being with that person. Yeah. So you can be with them. Yeah. yeah. So in the moment right now, if I share it from, because my greatest challenge previous to Joe was being with Jackie with all my shut off stuff. Yeah. You know, so as I clear all that and open that up, I feel closer to her all the time. I feel mm. more when I think of her, I feel love, mm. you know, yeah. and I feel gratitude and I feel, you know, huge honour mm. and respect that we've had two children together. And now that my, I, I don't say my wife and my ex-wife, I say my first wife and my wife, you know, yeah. Yeah. because yeah. it's like I wouldn't have learned this if yeah, I didn't learn that. you wouldn't be who you are now without that, yeah. And by the way, we had, I had monumental screw-ups in our relationship that stemmed from what I didn't deal with, mm. you know. So that gave us a chance to heal that together, which mm. healed it for us and that. It's you a know. willingness, isn't it, to keep And I, I still feel yourself. like I've brutalised it when I'm talking about it because it still feels so much more sensitive than that. Well, you know, the it's, thing it's, is, is that everything and everyone around us mm. are playing out exactly what we need 
to that's, move on that's to the, the point. next part. It's nothing outside of it's yourself. It's nothing outside of ourselves. So everything that's happening around you is for you, not to you, for starters. So there's no, it should never be any blame on anyone or, um, you know, you never feel, should feel like people are doing things to you, you know. And sometimes it's hard because, oh, so some, hard. Yeah. you know, a lot of the time we hurt and it's and the hurt usually comes from something we've, you know, experienced, we've experienced in the past. Mm. And But it's all, it all comes back to you. And I think in relationship, that's the biggest part of, um, you know, of the relationship in general is being able to see that every part is for you. Mm. That Remember that Gary Zukav saying? Um, an authentic relationship is a partnership between two equals that exist to support each other's spiritual yes, growth. Yes, oh, yes. And when we That's first came across yeah. that, I remember Maddie White saying, you've got to watch this guy. And it was Gary Zukav on Oprah. Yeah. You've got to watch this guy. And well, he was all about love too. Yes, yes. and he was so, so gentle and quiet yeah. and still. And he was... He opened it up to the world just before Eckhart opened uh, it up. Yes. So he was the first example and Eckhart was even freer. Yeah. So his, Gary was in that space and working his way through it mm. so beautifully. I remember listening going, yes, yes, yes. Mm. But a, an authentic relationship is a partnership between two equals that um, exists to support each other's spiritual growth. Yeah. And what I'm finding is that our relationships become more and more authentic. Yeah. Because of that, so is mine with you. Yeah. And yeah. so is mine with Jackie. Yeah. You know, so is mine with my kids, mm. mine with my parents. And then on a certain day where ours isn't, when we're struggling a bit, I might sit down to do a clearing session with someone to help them out. Yeah. And as I bring an authenticity into that relationship, that connection in that moment, and just reflect back to them so they can free out, mm. I come back more authentic for Bailey, but Jali, mm. you know, Teej, Chrissy, whoever it is, mm-hmm. Joe. So I just feel like everything... I, I walked through the shops one day yeah. and I, you know that carnival, the House of Mirrors? Oh, yes. When you go yeah. through the carnival ride, the House of Mirrors. And I walked through burly shops one day on my own. And I shared this with you and I was so excited. I'm not sure anyone really understood what I was. <laughs> but I'm walking through and I must have been so open for whatever reason. And this person smiled in front of me and I saw myself and, you know, and, but they were direct reflection. And then there's someone else walking sideways across on an angle. And I went, oh, I can see that part of them that's reflecting me but it's not as directly yeah and then someone off to the side and all of a sudden i went oh and the whole shopping center Mm, was like being a house of mirrors and some reflect you directly yeah and some look quite different to you but they reflect via another reflection via another reflection so the source of the reflection comes primarily through the one that you that's right in front of you that you've opened up to the most but everybody's reflecting you through Mm. those other reflections and i I think I ended up sailing across the ground and not touching the ground. I was like, oh, my God, everybody's wow. me and we're, we're all each other. I'm actually That's trying to magic. spin out. <laughs> yeah. That's the magic, isn't it? I just, just yeah. quickly on what you're saying too because um, I think it will put some of the, mm. the pieces yeah. together. But for me, um, I, I was super, super, super insecure and a super jealous person mm. when we first met. And, um, you know, everything – and, and Trev was the perfect – person to bring all that up <laughs> bring, bring all of that up um what man with man with an entourage of 50 yes, yeah, yeah, I, was gonna, I, was, I was gonna say like a harem or something yes. like oh look they're just yeah. all around there you know yeah. like, oh my god absolutely so and, it was my which biggest... is where i derive my confidence from <laughs> <laughs> that my false sense of confidence well you're gonna have to get rid of that to be you know be with me well you're gonna have to get rid of that insecurity to be with you know like ah. Oh. Like, yeah, which seriously. was both insecure. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
So Sorry, throughout, our, throughout our whole relationship, <laughs> majority of the time I was constantly in um, like a, a, a fight or flight mode mm. constantly because mm. I was li- literally trying to look after myself but also trying to keep an eye on him, you know. like That, that was in my mind. That was the thoughts mm-hmm. of going on in my mind which just kept me never in my body. Or Can we just clarify this is all fairly early on? I'm very, <laughs> yeah. very early on. Yes, we're talking... You no know, need for people yes, to know that. That's a long ago. time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> So um, hence now where we're at now in the relationship that we sit in now, it's like, um, you know, we've been through so much that for me personally outside of the relationship is that I have so much more certainty in myself. Mm. Um, And this has only happened in the last couple of years. And all of the stuff that I once would have been jealous of or fought or um, argued with Mm. Trevor about or, you know, hated somebody for or all of that's just literally dropped away and it's like but it's because you talk the reason i'm bringing this up is because you're talking about the reflection side Mm -hmm. and you know that all these people are teaching us around us but it's like uh, i feel like i've filled so many of those voids inside of me now that i'm getting me back Mm -hmm. you know and it's like Mm. oh Oh, you're returning home yeah yeah and that is and that is an amazing point and recognition of what you just said of the gold of pursuing the journey, isn't it? Pursuing the responsibility, Staying the connection, Staying, sticking to actually it. uncover enough of our layers to go, oh, here I am. It just feels so nice. Yeah, yeah. I think mm. you know we came to each other incomplete. Oh. And look, <laughs> you know. Really. Yeah. And, and looking fucking hot, both of them. Yeah. That was, Absolutely. It's like, oh, look, I'm, I'm, you know, good looking or I've got a great body, you know, don't look at anything else. Just look at that. Mm. Avoid. And I only said that because that's often what so many, what even every day people are evaluating themselves on that premise oh, of, we, yeah, we of have, how they're appearing. Yeah. And, and, and we've mentioned social media so many times, but, you know, as reference in that, but, you know, what you were just saying about the reflection, mm. the hall of mirrors in the, in the shopping centre, I mean, do we really ever see ourselves you yeah. know like this the saddest thing is people with body dysmorphia like they never see themselves mm. how beautiful they are yes. and you know they they destroy themselves based on what they think they are yeah no and heart to you, to you if this is anything that challenges you um there's so a, there's a curiosity you know, in here and that is that um what you just shared was so mm, beautiful joe that mm. that you i think what I was saying that you're the central reflection for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was the central reflection for you. Absolutely, mm. yeah. So it was the the place that the most of the work got done. Yes. Yeah. You absolutely. can do the work all around the place. Yeah. But the courage to, to expose yourself at certain stages of your life to go, I'm going to open up to everything you're reflecting back to me. Yeah. That's a lot of courage. It is. Mm. And because you face your whole self, mm. everything, all your protection mechanisms and all the stuff that mm. that is the rawness. So I had a big problem with the truth. Like I would not, I was not good with the truth. So I, I would always be, I felt telling the truth would get me in trouble. Yeah. You know, telling the truth would. Or people would leave. Yeah, they'd leave. They'd see me for what I really was. And the more I had that, the more I then do things that actually, if I do tell the truth, I am screwed. <laughs> She's gone for sure, you yeah. know, like. 
And there's a the thing about sometimes telling the truth, you don't want to disappoint people because, oh, that might not be enough either. If that's, yeah. This is my truth. Oh, that's all. <laughs> well, and so mm. out of the relationship with Jack was that I never... I never gave her the honor of me telling the truth mm. so she could have the honor of saying, well, I care about you anyway. Mm. Yeah. So I, I did a disservice to her in that, in that part of it. But later on, I was like, tell you the truth about anything, you know, yeah. but, yeah. but in a, in a way, a sister comes along and goes, all right, tag in, I'll help him get to the truth, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. And I, I was, for whatever reason, I was more willing to do whatever. And that's why I said the connection was always there. Yeah. The, the, the Cranberry song, Dreams, oh, was our song. It's yes. a gorgeous song. Yeah. And, um, and every single way, my life's changing in every single day. Every single day, my life's changing in every single way since you come into my world. It's like, that's the essence of it. I'm paraphrasing, getting it wrong. Yeah, but I'm not going to sing it to you. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. I would, sing, I would sing that song and just bawl out crying because, as I said before, Joe turned my world upside down. Mm. Until it was until I could stand the right way up, and it stayed upside down forever because we went through so much stuff. Like I yeah. thoughts of, you know, should I be with Jackie, and have I messed up completely? Because there was things that I hadn't resolved or understood, or spiritually, we still mm. could look after each other. You know, so yeah. it wasn't about relationship; it was about healing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that hits yeah, me too. You yeah, know, it was about deep healing. It was about my own connection to myself and to my higher self and to source and everything and, and um mm. i think keith and i were talking about it this morning that when you're born keith remembers he probably won't mind sharing this but he remembers being really young in the in the cot or the crib and his mum and dad looking at him with so much love mm. and he felt the love of them looking at him beautiful and he looked back at them with the love yeah but the strange trap was that they saw him as a source oh. because he came along planned you know, and here he is, the beautiful little boy and the apple of their eye and everything. And I know with Bailey, you know, when you had Bailey. So you see this person as the source. Mm. Oh, my God, I've got my source. And they reflect back and there's this pure love. And he saw them as the source. But then that sets us up to disappoint each other. Yeah. And there's, and there's <coughs> constant mm. disappointment afterwards because source is shining through mum and dad to yes. us. Yeah. And source is shining through daughter and son to us. But it's not... We, if we make them the source they can only let us down mm. and then we let them down by setting them up to let us down mm. so We're I'm just constantly looking outside of ourselves for that fulfillment yeah. kind of thing and I realise while we're reflecting each other what the biggest thing that's happened in the last few years is our connection to source yeah, yeah. both to the mother yeah. we mm. both call it the mother we both feel divinely connected to the mother mm. and we're both probably more true to that oh. Than, than anything than anything yeah. like it's not like if i said joe i want you to come here she oh sorry i've got to go over there because mm. that's where mother's telling me to go which in in this instance is it a divine inspiration her own divine feminine mm. and likewise oh hun, i don't think i need to go there. i think i need to go over there and you might go through a little disappointment but yeah. then when that loop closes a day later or an hour later or a week later it's like more love than ever yeah you know that's and, so true and the other thing too on yeah. that that same thing is when you when you're fully connected with that, whatever you want to call that God, source, self, whatever, um, I, I have so much more, and I was talking to Amanda about yeah. this the other day, I have so much more understanding and compassion for others. Mm. It's just yeah. literally flowing it's all out it is. of me more it's now. All it is. I'm looking at people and instead of being angry or pissed off or disappointed, I'm looking at them going, oh God, I feel for you. You what's know, I see you, you. I, mm. what's going on for you? Why, why are you reacting like this? You know, it's like I just, it's because there's not a part of me that's 
that's feeling or um, there's no void in me any longer that has to point and blame or, you know, mm. it's like... Oh, separate out because separate it's out. easy to yeah. do that because you can see there's a difference. Absolutely. I just constantly just go, mm. oh, wow, look, how are you going? Um, Eckhart Tolle, you know, when he was asked some quite some time ago, do you still have emotion, you know? <laughs> and he said, hmm, well, I just cried at a movie yesterday, yes. you know, and he said, I, I thought, why am I crying? He said, I'm crying because I can feel the pain that the world's going through. Yeah. And he, but he doesn't cry for his own pain anymore. Like it's not, yeah. you know, it's just this pain of feeling the world and feeling the connection. Yeah. When I think of it, one of the most divine examples left on the planet is the Christ consciousness. You know, that how he lived or walked, take out all the stories that were disturbed, you know, distorted. Yes. That yeah. he lived in the oneness. Mm. And how did he heal? He talks about, there's talks about that he, he said that he healed because he saw the, the oneness in the person. He saw their divine perfection mm. and them as, a, as part of source. And while he was in their presence, he'd say, well, are you ready? Do you want to heal? Yeah. And they, if they said yes, he'd say, well, hop up. You know, because he saw them as whole. He didn't see them as needing healing. He saw them as already perfect. Do you want to let that go? Let this thing go? You know, so it's a really fascinating study Mm. on... Beautiful man. Yeah, yeah, beautiful Mm. man. And then I, like I see the Buddha and and I see Eckhart Tolle. Like he's been one of the most profound inspirations to me because his words have come from presence. He doesn't write about presence. He writes from presence. Mm. So he could write gobbledygook. And you yeah. go, ah, oh, I feel so free, you know. So I think it's an inspiration to go. There's not these divine figures from a few thousand years ago that no one can ever aspire to. It's actually they were saying very simple things, and that mm. is we can walk in grace and humility and we can feel what other people are going through. Mm. And each day you do, you actually feel more free yourself. Mm. You feel more pain and you feel more free. Instead of, no, I feel no pain, I'm above it all. It's like... No, you feel yeah. it and well, it we've, heals. We, we've talked about this before, mm. like sometimes when you're in the most pain is when you feel most alive and then yeah. you can identify that the pain isn't actually really yeah. the thing. It's the feeling alive. Yeah. Um, but And, you know, that um, it's a bit of a disservice that we've put people like, you know, Eckhart Tolle and Buddha and Jesus on a platform on a pe- that separated person. them out from yeah. us because you miss everything <clears throat> that you've just yes. shared that, mm. you know... Um, where they are, how their connection to source and, and how that serves us by you know feeling being in that same space and seeing ourselves as whole mm. as apart from instead of seeing ourselves as broken or which is the first or, thing you're born a sinner like yeah. you're told in religion <laughs> which we're not religious but yeah. you're born yeah. a sinner everybody you know feels and it's like oh that's a great reason. place to come back from <laughs> you know it's a let's start from the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But I even said it to Keith this morning. I remember being, I, I didn't remember this. I, I, I've worked my way back to a feeling of feeling separate from, call it source, you know, separate from love, separate from presence. Mm. And I remember being connected with it when I was really, really young. It's that memory starting to come back. And I can't remember the moment that I first separated from it, whether maybe dad and mum were upset with each other or something happened with my sister I don't know it's just something where I would have gone Ugh, and I had a reaction yeah. and then that reaction took me out of connection but I do remember I could feel this morning the part of me that's always soon as I've gone disconnected separate I've always had this thing inside of me unseen until this morning yeah. that is I'll then go 
desperately into a state of trying to get connection back. Right. And that's through all the wrong sources. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the very first thing I would do mm. was, and I noticed this this morning, was I would go into blame. Yeah. Mm. Well, I have to, to get connection back, I have to assign cause to someone else or something else. Why this has happened. So as soon as I go into blame, I'm now disconnected myself from source because, yeah. you know... That's outside. You put it's it outside, outside yourself. yourself. Yeah, that's but so I, interesting. I hadn't let myself feel the feeling of, oh no, I'm separating. I, I think we're, everyone who's listening to this has had those moments where you feel fully clear. Yeah. Yes. You go, oh my god, I feel amazing, and then someone says then, something. You go, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yes. Maybe if you want to say, call it God. I've lost God. Yes. If you want to call it Source, I've lost Source. The yes. universe. I've lost love. No, no. And yeah. we start reeling in out of control. And grappling at something. Grappling at something yeah. instead of going, that reeling is the thing that actually connect, you know, disconnected is the first place. So we're, we're ultimately learning how to be with today what I couldn't be with yesterday. Mm. Someone says, you're a wanker, you know. Well, fuck you, you know. Like, <laughs> well, today I can say, oh, thanks. Yeah. You know? yeah. Maybe I was, maybe yeah. I wasn't, but it doesn't. I can see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? Are you okay? How are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. We're going to... Um, we're gonna because we've got go back to the questions. Mm. We've we'll probably moved past the questions, but I'm gonna ask yeah. you anyway because it'll mm. probably stimulate something, I'm sure. Um, so mm. throughout the awakening, we know that you've you've the shifts have been massive with you, you know, mm-hmm. just with um, and I think that would probably have a lot to do with the sporting background as well, um, just with how far you came in that area. Um, that when you saw Keith and he started operating these worlds and you started feeling what you were opening very quickly, mm. probably mm. a little bit quicker than most. most. Yeah. So when did you first notice a shift in your thoughts about the world around you? Like, were you, did you start questioning things then or were you still in, the, still in that competitive space and re- it was very internal for you? The shift was more internal. That's a really good question. And the first thing that comes to mind is when we were on... A section one course the very first one mm-hmm. and you were dealing with some pretty big yeah. childhood stuff yeah. over one side of the room yeah. and I was dealing with broken marriage and relationship over the other side of the room mm-hmm. and um, I um, worked my way through every time a concept would come up they'd say how does that relate to Jackie because with Joe, no, it doesn't exist. We're golden. We're all we're glowing. <laughs> Look, she's the apple of my eye. You know, we were fresh. It was just all covered up. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to come in later. Well, Whatever we don't deal with is going to come in later. And I remember um, mm-hmm. Colin, he'd said that, um, you know, what happens is you'll be with this relationship after the honeymoon period, you know, things will get tense. And 10 years later, you'll be like, I can't be with this person, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you'll be like, all right, well, she was blonde. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get with a brunette next time, you know. And then she, I found the one. She's different. I've checked out her background. We didn't have Google back then, so you had to phone around. and check. Ask, ask your friends. So, yeah, you couldn't look at the social media status. So check out their background. And, and then two years later, same stuff's happening. She's yelling at you for the same things. Yeah. Oh, I can't handle this. I'm out. It's You're a redhead. I'm going for a redhead. <laughs> you know? And oh, she's more sporting. She's into adventure, you know. And then honeymoon's exactly the same. And then three months later, same thing, getting yelled at. So a bit of a repeating pattern? Is that what you're talking and about? And he basically introduced the concept of common denominator, that mm. you are the common denominator, back to things being a reflection, that they'll repeat. And if we push it away, it'll come up in business. If we push it away, it'll come up in relationship. If we push it away, it'll come up in our health. But it, mm. it'll keep coming up until we deal with it. And so... 
every time we would go into a, a process in this whole weekend seminar, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, they'd say, look, Trev, talk about how it relates to Jackie. So these different concepts, I'd free out and release, oh yeah, you know, da, 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 in relation to Jackie, and I'm feeling closer to her, more connected. And then finally the last process is, um, Colin came over and I was working with a lady and, and he said, um, um, he came over and he said, now Trev, how are you going with Jackie? And I'm like, yeah, good, 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 you know, but I can't do much else. She lives on the other side of the world now, yeah. you know, and, um, and you know, but I feel a lot closer to her and I understand a lot. And he goes, it's got nothing to do with Jackie. <laughs> How you feel about it is to do with you, you know. Da, da, da. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a bit more. This last process, I want you to go for it and go to town. Yeah. And the process was pointing and blaming. Okay. <laughs> right. And that we just finished so on that before. That the first thing I'd drop into is blame. As soon as I felt separate, I would go into blame. So um, the yeah. last of five major processes. And, and um, so what happened was I... And it was Liz mm. asked, asked me these questions and, and she'd say, come on, Trev, what, what else is there? And I'd go, no, I'm, I'm pretty good there. No, no. Is there anything that you still, you know, da, da. and I go, well, it did annoy me the way she'd do this. Fantastic. What else? Well, yeah. And then this. And then it kind of left it. And I started going, 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 right. And it, next minute, and there's this and there's that. And all the pointing and blaming came out. Came out. Yeah. The idea wasn't, don't see where you're doing it. Get it out. You know, like just unsuppress purge it. it. Yeah. Purge it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I said something about Jack that I just went, and I just spat it out. I can't remember what it was, which is the nature of these things. Mm. And I went, Bleh! and then everything flipped. Mm. And everything I said about her was actually about me. Mm. And I went, oh, and I immediately saw her standing there and I had this huge love, like love was restored. Mm. At that level, I was like, oh, you were the only one trying to tell me. Yeah. So you were the one I pushed shunned, away. Pushed yeah. away. Yeah. Because everyone else said yes, Trev, yes, Trev, yes, Trev. Mm. Yep. Because I was the guy. Yeah. And so you were no, something's not right. Something's not right. And through her own best efforts, was trying to say, no, wanker. You know, <laughs> I know you better than this, and that's bullshit. You know. Yeah. And yeah. So it turned out from her being the one that wasn't there for me to being the one that was truest. So it flipped the whole thing spiritually. And that's when that happened. Mm. The world changed. The way yeah. I saw the world changed. Yeah. And literally I was sitting there and I came in with glandular fever. Oh, wow. That's and a, an emotional swamp, tidal wave. <laughs> I'd found out on the... And, and Jack was living in Hawaii with Chrissy and Tej and we'd speak on a Sunday night. Yeah. That was it. And um, and I... I um, Thursday, the, the Wednesday, I got a blood test, found out I had glandular fever. The doctor said, go to sleep for the weekend book in for me Tuesday on Monday I want you to get a full blood count yeah and come back and see me on Tuesday mm-hmm. I went in on the Thursday it was actually the Thursday morning I went into Keith's practice and he had a locum there someone looking after his practice while he was away with the world swim with Australian swim squad mm-hmm. world championships and and I went in and Chris said to me you need to do the seminar on the weekend uh, and I'd been avoiding it because TJ because Keith had told me I called him TJ twice though yeah. Keith told me to do it brothers yeah, it's a strange thing. Keith had told me to do it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, somehow I was still holding on. Anyway, um, I went, okay, I'm doing it. So because I'd already done the session work with Keith, I could go straight in. But I went home and I said to Joe, I'm doing this course. She goes, I'm doing it. It's like, <laughs> you're not going yeah, anywhere without me. But also, this will be fun. I want to be an adventure with yeah. you too. Well, well, there was the, you're, you're, not getting out of, you're not getting out of my sight. But yeah, the bigger yes. part was, 
I'm going yes. wherever you go because that's what I actually signed up for. Yeah. yeah. There was, that was the connection so that yeah. wasn't those. understood yet. Yeah. It was like, no, we came together to go through this portal together. Yeah. And it was like, so she was like, I'm in because it felt more, much more good than it did oh, not like, yeah. on the yeah. side. That didn't really feel like it. Yeah. But Jo had to do Well, there's the two veins. There's the, the one, that, the artery pumping yes. to the heart and yeah. there's the vein draining away. It's like both of those things. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Jo hadn't done the previous work. No. So she had to do this introductory interview, whatever, yeah. got that done. Friday night, we turn up, we've gone through the whole process, and I've said I've Dive got glandular fever. End. Now we're in the fifth one. I'm blaming it's flipped. I'm like, oh my God, I can see Jackie, I can see the love. And it wasn't, and I was like, it changed the whole world because, oh, I can see Jackie, but I don't see I have to be with her. I see love. What's that? Because love was always, that's your, that's your person. Yeah. You know, you lock in, and it was like, mm. no, I can see her. What's like this? Love a different way. Love a different way. Yeah. It was actual love, not love a different yeah. way. Yeah. You know, not yeah. love of who who you who you're in relationship with, and so, which started a whole series of things I had to understand more later. But um, but as I'm sitting there, so now I'm freeing out. So the truth once again sets you free. Mm. Everything's flipped, and all of a sudden I go, Ugh! and I've got this strange look on my face. And Liz says to me, Trevor, what, what's that? What what are you seeing? And I went, um, I'm feeding TJ in the middle of the night. Yeah, and what's happening? I feel really run down and exhausted and I'm, I'm trying to keep Joe separate from Jackie and Jackie separate from Joe and the kayakers separate from Lifesavers because I'd switched to kayaking and, and I'm like trying to keep everyone separate and I've closed myself down and I've got my son sleep alone with uh, me in the middle of the night feeding him with a bottle. There's TJ again. moment, yeah. And, um, and so she went, and what happened? And I went, she said, did you make any decisions? And I went, oh my God. I decided if I keep this up, if I keep this up, I'll end up with glandular fever. Oh, wow. And literally the next morning I wrote in my diary, really run down feeding TJ in the middle of the night last night. I'm not sure how I can keep this up. I'm going to end up sick. I don't remember the thought, but I wrote it, reflected it in my diary in the morning. Yeah. And I literally got glandular fever. And then so I went, oh my God. And I, I, this thing started tingling, the, the energy inside of me. Yeah. And she goes, is there any other decisions? And I went... Pardon my French against mum. Mum, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I went. The next thought was, "Fuck them. That'll get them all off my back." <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I will yeah. get glandular fever. And the mm. next thought was, "Fuck them. That'll get them off my Lock back." Lock it in. Lock yeah. it in. And so I had no memory of it until months later. I've mm. actually got glandular fever. Wow. Had it for you know this period of time. Didn't know. Yeah. And so my whole body tingled, and it left me. Uh, yeah. And I went oh my god and then Colin was waiting for that to happen and then he goes all right break afternoon break and then Trev before you go do you want to share and I got up the front and I went oh my god I realize I still love Jackie and she's beautiful and I and I'm still like I'm still love Joe and I'm like trying to explain what I'm it saying wasn't you know? all it was like it was you just know? like this washing machine of words yeah excitement yeah and I don't have glandular fever I never did have you know like this and, and I'm like saying all this stuff and then I pause and in a moment, there's like 20 people helping in the room and 20 people going through the course. And I realized that 20 people helping, volunteering, yeah. are all going, smiling. nodding, smiling, <laughs> going, yes, he's got it. And out of the 20 people in the room, 10 people are going, yes, yes, because they've got their freaking other 10 people are going, what the hell is he talking about? And I'm, I started slowing down as I'm mm. going, oh, my God. And that changed everything because I went, what's the world? And it's yeah. all energetic and it's a quantum field and people are conscious or they're not and all yeah. this sort of stuff. And 
So, oh, by the way, but just before I started, when I said, um, Jackie's on the other side of the world, blah, 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 Colin said, it's nothing, you know, blah, 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 it's about you. Mm. If you go for it, she'll ring you and she'll say, what have you been up to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so mm. we went home really late and it's now really late in Hawaii. It would have been midnight mm. by the time we got home when I'd normally ring at six o'clock yeah. and we walk into the house and the phone's ringing. And I pick up the phone. I go and I go over, and it's Jackie on the phone in Hawaii, where I'd normally call. Yeah. And she's like, Trev, and I'm like, Jack. And she's like, Oh, I was just um, ringing. Um, I was just wondering, what did you do this weekend? <laughs> and I go, Well, actually, I did that course that you did, da, 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 uh, and 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 blah blah with Joe, and I did it, and you know, and I realised that you know, and she went, and I went, I actually didn't say anything, and I just went after that. I said why and she said well it's just that i realized and she said, took responsibility for the same five things in the same order oh, i realized amazing. i did this 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 and this and i was like oh my god you didn't have to do that like it was just love yeah and um so feel emotional when i say it like a being true to a being yeah not true to the to that woman but the being you know like and um you're not needing to re-engage and be entangled again it's 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 that literally as simple as that you're being true to the being yeah. absolutely how and, powerful and then, is that moment and yeah. then jack said straight away hey i've decided i'm going to bring the kids back joe must be an amazing woman you know it's time they you know they met it's joe been... and all this sort of stuff and is it all of a sudden is it okay if i go to la for a little while and do some stuff there like asking asking if it's okay you know <laughs> I'm like, of course yes you know yeah so the the shift of kindness comes in you know she shifted mm. something then i shifted something and joe and then we're all shifting at each day you know, someone shifts something and then everything gets a little bit better. But the whole world yeah. changed. And I went to the doctor, got the blood test the next day on the Monday, mm. went back on the Tuesday, walked in and the doctor said, oh, come in. They haven't got the blood test. They're just calling up for it now. Lay down. I've laid down. He's going, have you found some miracle cure? And I go, why? And he said, you've got no symptoms whatsoever. And he's looking at his things. He's got five days later, yeah. you've got no symptoms whatsoever. He said, if I, would, if I didn't know, I'd say you didn't even have glandular fever and you never had it. And I go and knock, knock, knock on the door. So I'm trying to, I went, oh, I did a course and, yeah, you know, and I'm yeah. trying to explain it. And the door knocks, interrupts us. She hands over the test. We go sit behind the table and I remember it vividly. I could actually write the movie and get this, I could get the, the scene host. exactly right because I can see it so perfectly. Yeah. And he looked at the first page, flipped it to the second page, flipped it to the third page, <laughs> flipped it back to the second, back to the first and put it on the table. And he looked at me and he said, there must be some mistake. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, this test says not, and I'd had it twice. Yeah. He says, not only does this test say you don't have glandular fever, it says you've never had it. Wow. Which is medically not possible. impossible. Yeah. It's not medically Because it's always impossible. a trait. It's medically think, impossible. It's can... medically understanding impossible. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I knew because I felt the thing leave me. My whole body vibrated and I felt heckles and prickles mm. and, and an energy left me. Mm. And vi the vibrational reality that created that glandular fever, vibrational including the reality. blame attached to it, yeah. the opportunity to get it off scot-free and blame others and continue, that whole thing disappeared. And vibrationally, what returned was who I am was more open and curious. I wasn't free yet, but I was open and curious. Mm. Yeah. And I needed that to come back. And that changed everything. Yeah, you restored something within you. Yeah, that actually restored something in and the quantum field. In the quantum yeah. field. And that in itself like, is a very powerful dynamic to acknowledge for everybody that mm. power that we have in ourselves to heal if we're yeah. brave enough to step into that space 
well, who are we really? Like, so even I keep saying it, it's really helping me lately, but the third, fourth and fifth density or dimension. Yes. Mm. If we just call it dimension to make it simple, third dimension roughly being the body. Mm. And we think of ourselves as the body. Yeah. The fourth dimension being our history. It's attached to all the duality, good, bad, right, wrong, win, lose, success, failure, ugly, pretty, mm. fat, skinny, dumb, smart, rich, poor, like all this judgment. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and then all the wars are being fought from that place of need to control and, and all the, mm. the misconceptions that have been driven through the media. So we've got our own fourth dimensional soup. And it's time. So it all holds, all of those things hold us somewhere. There's yeah. a past. Yeah. In a fixed time. Yeah. There's a past of like, I don't want mm. that anymore. Yeah. So we're projecting into the, I want this. And so we're trying to control this moment to get a better future from mm. a bad past. Yeah. <laughs> And then we're screwing ourselves. That me blaming was actually creating more separation. So yeah. me blaming for being, me being separate was the reason I stayed separate forever yeah. until I started to till the day that I actually got all the blame out and it flipped. Mm. I went, oh, everything I was blaming is in me. Mm. Um, and so the fifth density or dimension is the idea that that's who we really are. We're we're beings. We're still on a journey. There's still yeah, duality. Sixth dimensioning, sixth sixth density, no duality. But fifth dimension, duality. But it's no longer got that right and wrong attached to it. Yeah. So it's not winning or losing. We're not better than anybody else, and they're not worse. There's no pedestal and mm. superiority, inferiority, inferiority, and everything else. So that's kind so of we're been. Being. We're being. Yeah. yeah. So this is like this yeah. thing we're going through on the planet. We're all sharing with each other slowly but surely to go. Ah, oh, we're not the soup mm. and we're not the body mm. we are the spirit and the rest is what we can we can bring freedom and love and connection through the mind and into that into the fourth dimension into the third dimension we don't escape it yeah. the we just bring the truth into it. it it's the allowing of each other mm. just to be wherever we need to be there's mm. no holding you know holding anyone anywhere loving what is yeah so mm. in this um awakening in the world changing for you trevor was there people or things that you had to leave behind in mm. this process of being you? yeah i um first thing that happened was i had to i was going out after races and providing the drink card yeah. trev's here you know they got the drink card and or me or guy leach we'll you know elvis. you know yeah yeah it was like elvis has left the building and um and it was Grant Kenny, then it was Guy Leach, and then it was me, and we'd all go together, and then it was chaos. Um, <laughs> but um, when I first went through the awakening, I didn't, and we were together mm. in this whole process, I um, didn't want to go out after the race. I wanted to go home. Yeah. You know, I wanted to wake up tomorrow when the sun was getting up or shortly within two hours after that <laughs> I hadn't quite got back to that yet. But um, And so the first thing that happened was my mates at all said he's changed and all they could attach it to was all they could think of through their filters was he's a born-again christian oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. he well, must be a born-again so christian put you in a corner of, yeah. well, they didn't understand yeah. they didn't know all they knew was that i deserted them yeah the yeah. party was gone it was over it wasn't the same i pulled my essence out of it yeah and um they missed you they missed me and mm. so i knew they'd say oh you've changed and i go yep <laughs> you know and then um i didn't I wouldn't say I had to leave them behind. I had to be willing to leave them in that town while I made, made my way to the next town, you know, and yeah. went down the path and got to the next town and built a place for them there, you know, cleared some land and said, come, yeah, come visit, you know. And then yeah. all those mates that were amazing mates, all at one stage when their relationships went through 
challenges, they would all contact me and say, hey, mate, can you give me a hand? Yeah. And that was yeah. the beautiful thing is that you, I, they knew I you do the think you, leave, you don't leave them behind. You just leave them over there. Well, it was a funny time too ready. because throughout yeah. that space, yeah. it was like there was, a, there was a while where they all absolutely wrote you off. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like you just said, you know, and then in times of need, you would be the first they'd reach out to. So it's like you stood somewhere for them. You the door was open. Yeah, yeah. it was which, always open. Yeah. Which was perfect for me because I went into the dysfunctional world when my group of mates as a young guy turned around and chased me through the club and flushed me and initiated me. So I basically went, I can't trust any of my mates. They've been planning this behind my back. Yeah. They think I'm a sissy girl because I'm riding my pink girl's bike. Yeah. Because my, my, my really tough black Melvin star bike had been broken in a car accident. You know, so I'm riding my sister's so, bike, to, yeah. and I, I hear them over talking about you know, riding his pink girl's bike, and I'm there, it's about me. And then they turn around, and chase me, and yeah. everything else. So it established in my mind that you can't trust your mates, yeah. and that yeah. your mates will rag on you unless you're the winner. Yeah, you know, blah blah. And because the winner was the one leading the show, and so years later, can't when I'm the you. winner, mm. and I'm now now they're ragging me behind my back and saying, oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, how's what he said the other day? He's lost the plot or whatever. Yeah. Two friends, two other, you know, other friends that go, oh, God, you know. Um, it was perfect because it delivered the original pain back to me yeah. to say, can you be there for them? Mm. Or do you want to prove them wrong, get angry at them, go further into the spiritual and go, F you, you know. Um, you had to walk back through I what to, you didn't face I, everything, earlier on. Mm. Yeah. I had to actually feel it again that mm. I'm not loved by my mates, mm. seemingly. Yeah, yeah seemingly. But I was. They actually yeah. loved me and adored me, but they just felt confused. And I'd kind of in some ways probably um, spelt the end of that game. Yeah. So that game died yeah. of being able to get away with that and justify it. And we'll all tell each other that we're doing the right thing. Yeah. So... Um, and often there's yeah. that thing where, you know, like you said, like the initiation, mm. teasing you about the pink bike or calling you a born-again yeah. Christian... People are acting within conditioning and stories yeah. of their own to be falling into those games. Yes. Um, so it takes one person to be brave and stand in their truth or stand separate in their truth but still be open Yes. for I that have. game to complete and, the, and their conditioning break a little bit as well, isn't it? You know? I feel freer just talking about it. Yeah. yeah I, I feel saying, lighter. I'm having know? flashbacks. Yeah. 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 Crossroads that you yeah. get to in in the point of you know where you want to go, um, mm. you know when you are awakening and when you're noticing everything changing around you, and sometimes you have to stand. And I, th I think about this now with the young girls that I teach, you know, in these small girl yeah. groups, you know, yeah. where mm. everything's collapsing around them and they're going into chaos, and they they know in themselves that oh I, I can't play this anymore. Try navigate somehow. Yeah. That there's something bigger inside of you that says, no, I have to stand over here. I just have to stand over here and do my thing. If it, even if it means I don't have friends or someone exactly. to sit with at lunchtime. Watch it all kind of I go to the library. Apart. Yeah, not be the cool kid anymore. Yeah. So, so what's that feeling arising between the three of us now? Like oh, it's, a, yeah. it's a feeling of like, didn't we all fall into this? So like isn't this the times, game yeah. that, that you end mm. up? Like that separate, I felt separate. And then I went reeling into blame and whatever else. It's like that life keeps presenting with the opportunity with no matter who deserts you or what happens, do you stay connected to source or to your own self? Yeah. Stay truth, truth. Even if you don't feel fully connected to that source, you feel a bit discount, but you know the path. Yeah. yeah. You know, stay the path until it pops, till it shines back through. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's a, 
it's a really interesting feeling. There's another little story attached to it is that I all of a sudden was working away doing one-on-one work with people. And I'm Joe and I were separate for three years in the middle of all this. Well, I'd never been a separate. I'd never been alone. Mm-hmm. So Jackie and I were married at 18, 19, then straight into a relationship with Joe. And then years later, the, the silver lining in wondering what, what this is all about was mm-hmm. that I needed to actually be on my own for a while and know who I was without having a partner to fulfill me. So for three years I worked putting on courses and helping and working my way through my stuff without any relationships or any, not playing the field or anything like that. It was really interesting. And there was a person that came in at the end that, you know, um, reflected some things back to me that brought me back to to clear some things that then I was even closer with Joe after it all. But there was this amazing three years. In the middle of that period, I was in this one bedroom two bedroom unit i had one bedroom set up for the, the session room the other bedroom was set up with the king size bed two singles either side and the kids would come over to dad's house and we'd all sleep in a row and go Woo-hoo! you know and, and eat noodles and eat noodles because it's about all i could afford at the time because i threw everything else away i had no mobile phone i had an answering service yeah had no email address this is in the, like 2005 to 8 or something like yeah, that yeah wow. you know it was, yeah. you know, so it was a really interesting time when people were getting into that. I went the other way. Yeah. And anyway, one day i just done a session with somebody and they've left and I walk out the front and I'm working with these incredible people from around the world, like really amazing people. Yeah. And I walk out the front and the sun's shining and I'm standing at the front and going, oh my God, I'm living my best life. Yeah. I'm not with anybody at the moment. I've got hardly any money, you know. <laughs> I've got a car with. So I, I didn't. I don't think I had a car. I had a car that had rust, and yeah, I tied the boards on the roof because yeah. the roof racks didn't work, and <laughs> and I had nothing that I had that made me feel secure before, yeah. and I'd never felt so secure and free. Mm. And I literally had the feeling, oh my god, I'm through. Like I've, I'm, I'm gonna, Watch I'm out. gonna come through. <laughs> I'm, I'm on my way out the other side. Like I've gone in the big dip and I'm on my way out. Yeah. Right? And to largely to a degree, that's, you that was the truth. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> had nothing. Didn't need anything, but had everything. Yeah. And I giving. walked inside. Yeah. Answering machines flashing from the session, and there's like, like eight flashing messages, and I'm like, oh, that's a bit, a bit bizarre. So I press play, and my buddy Dwayne, Trevor, you okay? You know, who was who I idolised yeah. and loved and would do anything for, you know. Yeah. Trevor, you okay? And, and likewise, him with me. Yeah. And we've been through so much together, like soulmates. And are you okay? I just, oh, oh, all right, call me when you can. And then Joe, Trevor, are you okay? Just checking on you. I just got a call from Dwayne, just making sure you're okay. And then Dwayne again, and then Joe again, and then Dwayne. And then, oh, wow. And I'm like, whoa. So I ring Joe. So the minute go, you're feeling okay and the world's at, at, at peace, I'm actually, everyone else is freaking out, out about I'm you. I'm coming out the other side. Like, I'm actually finally out that. And I'm like, I'm not free, but I'm I'm in the area, you know. I'm, like, I'm with the nothingness. <laughs> I'm with the nothingness where I can, yeah. you know. And, and uh, so I ring Joe, and she goes, you better ring Dwayne. She goes, He's been told by someone that you've had a mental breakdown that you were just seeing getting carted off in an ambulance to Gold Coast Hospital. I'm like, oh, wow, as far as I'm aware, I'm actually really good. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a mental breakdown, though, like I lost my mind. Yeah, exactly. And that, you know, (laughs) Niles Barkley song, I remember when I I lost my mind. There was something so special about that day. Oh, yeah, that's a great Um, song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know and the words if people listen to that words and go back and listen it'll get you dancing because it's actually yeah. if you've lost your mind fantastic 
You yeah. Know, if you're the crazy one, keep going. Yeah, yeah. keep going. But um, I immediately rang Dwayne. He said, oh, my God, thanks so much. And uh, I have so much love for him. It's such a special yeah. friendship and relationship, isn't it? And um, we've been through so much together. But um, And he literally was a big, big reason why I stuck with it. You know, so I get emotional when I say that. But um, thank you, Dwayne. Have you ever listened to this? But um, but I said, no, mate, I'm good. Blah, blah, blah. And I went, who told you? Who said that? And he goes, oh, so-and-so. And so I rang them. Hey, just letting you know I'm okay. Who, who, who said something? And I tracked it all the way back to another really great mate. Wow. And I'm like, what? And it really got me to heal something on that day because I'm like, that person is someone I show up in their life and help them and their family and yeah. everything else. I'm like, wow. So, okay. So life does this too. It's, wow, I don't understand it yet, but... You know, yeah. there's a separation feeling or maybe I'm putting out a feeling of superiority or I've left them behind. So this energy's come in and said, well, you haven't really, have you? Because, you know, yeah. so I just, what I actually did was put more, I didn't tell that person I knew and I just put more love towards them and checked in with them and, you know. Yeah, because so they basically, they kind of lost their mind in the, oh, they also, in the everyday well, they sense lost to their construct mate. a story yeah. around yeah. Yeah, yeah. That you, you've, how you've changed. Yeah, and how they're not a part of that. So it's a, it's yeah. It's a I've kind of left it? them behind. Yeah, you know. And when you get out the other side, I was always that person. Mm. Even when I raced, if I got out through the wave area, I wasn't waiting around for you. I'm going to get no, a massive yeah. lead, you know. <laughs> and so that kind of manifested that I've broken through, and there was truth in that. But I, I think um, what I did was I made them feel like as if I, you know, I was better than I thought I was better than them, or you know, and I, and there was still a bit of blame of now that I've got out of that. You know, so there's all these layers that I still had to let go of. So yeah. and I it guess, highlighted that I wasn't fully free. Yeah. And I guess where, like, you know, that part of what you live today is, like, how, you know, your service aspect, mm. there's still these areas of calling you back in just to, not always just for to yourself, but for others. You found yeah. It. And also eat some humble pie. <laughs> and, you know, oh God, so it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds like I'm like, oh, this holier than thou guy. Like, I was being an ass too. Like, I was still winning at another level. You know, it's still carrying that energy. So yeah, I guess from a yeah. oneness perspective, it's like, if you really take in, do you feel really close to these people? Do they feel close to you? Yeah. Do you check in with them? Mm. You know? So, How do we check in? Yeah, and there's yeah. and there's FOMO on both sides of that, isn't it? Not, not yeah, from the, per, you know, say the person who created the story, that's that's a broken heart FOMO, isn't it? Mm. Kind of thing, you know, I've lost a mate or this kind of thing. And um, yeah. But how you take it, like if, if you weren't, prepared to look at it from the point of view of the other again you're missing out because you're Mm. losing mates in the process but you know by reaching in and sharing the love more back to heal the situation without the person even knowing because the truth is you do love them yeah Yeah. you know so do you live like you love them yeah wow do you live like you love them moment Mm. to moment i had a question to ask really quickly does everyone feel the way i feel when they do this (laughs) i feel like i've got lost in the conversation oh yeah yeah yeah. you know like Mm. like fully but the space you two create is, is actually because I've heard people say it and I know it I'm yeah. in your space all the time I'm in your space and we've been together a lot as, yeah. a, as a three in you know space, in yeah. beautiful spaces together mm. but something really different going it's, on about the fact that you the, the intention or purpose for doing this is to share with people because uh-huh. I've how many stories have I just shared that I've never shared before yeah yeah, yeah. there's it's, five you know yeah I hope Jackie's okay. Me sharing all the things that you know. <laughs> she will love but, it. But um, um, but there's aspects Jackie. of this that I've never shared with anybody, you know. Which is, I suppose, it's um. That's 
you know what is it? it's like that's a shame in itself because you don't share a truth that helps other people go I can well, see that in me yeah mm. and that's I think that's the reason why um, when I say it's, it's not about the people yeah. and I think people get caught up and this is yeah. the, the area it's like people get caught up in the um, emotions of people and it's not it's it's not about the people mm. because we've all got the same stuff we've all got the same stuff and that's mm. the beauty in it every single person mm. doesn't matter who we are or whether we're in a deep relationship with somebody mm. or whether it's just your, your good friend yeah um everybody's equal and we all have whatever stuff you have is for you to learn and to um and but, to get the lesson from gain yeah. the lesson but the the, the the thing, the beautiful thing about this is the residency, like every single person that's been mm. in this space, like Joe and I both feel on such a high afterwards, but we also process so much afterwards because yeah. it, mm. our DNA has been activated and freed out. Yeah, and as is all, mine. All, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's an amazing experience to, to share in and we, we genuinely, like, we so I can so feel that. light coming in. Yeah. Like I'm having all sorts of light experiences. Yeah. An old programmy sort of energy just kind of coming out of me. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? It's all mm. programs. It's, and it's really, mm. I've been really curiously feeling lately and not talking to a lot of people about it, but the programs feel very electronic. They feel yeah. very digital. Yes. And it feels like yeah. the simulation of separation that we're going through mm. was largely organic for a long time, but it's yeah. been, it feels like it's been um, hijacked by a digital frequency. Yeah. So the, simula yeah. the simulation of separa separation, the illusion of separation, mm -hmm. is being perpetuated digitally now. Yeah. So it's, all, it's on all our screens all the time. It's like, so there's a new energy involved in our process that mm. maybe there wasn't before, which gives us a chance to see even more the way energy works in the world so oh. we can be a divine spark ourselves but yeah, yeah. but there is an energy that's very much yeah. ai it's yeah. very and it's and i hear it all the time like zit 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 mm. zit but i can feel those things coming off me mm. yeah and i can feel light coming in while we're talking and it's, there's something about the grace of sharing yeah the grace of sharing so yeah. because mm. what what would you say the, this the illusion is separation yeah but when we share openly, people go, I've got that. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. Oh, God, I had you on this pedestal and yeah. I can see you in there now. Yeah. So that we're, you know, separation and, oh, sorry, sharing and vulnerability destroys the one illusion that can control us, which is separation. Yeah. Mm. Yes. It's the only one that can have power over us is separation from each other and from source. And yeah. So it seems pretty simple, doesn't it? Uh, the, Absolutely. I think, you know, in, in um, a lot of communities a lot of cultures there's the, the holding the stick like when you you gather the person holding the stick gets to speak uh, but the yes. stick is shared around it's not monopolized it's not only held by one person everybody gets to speak and it's like what you've shared before joe about the safe space mm. that your family has created for the children if we all have a safe space where we can share mm. and we're received and we're heard mm. um Wow, wow, that takes away so much struggle, doesn't it? Straight well, it's, away. <laughs> it's happening right now. We're talking about this energy coming in, and it's like that's the podcast. I feel freer. Yeah, that's the whole reason we wanted to do the podcast was so people had a safe space to be able to share. Yeah. Um, their their vulnerability. Mm. But even that plate that you've created a safe space inside of yourself mm. with self forgiveness over a long period of time, and then as sisters, yeah, you've said well, do we feel comfortable about doing this in on, you know, we can do it together and now we can do it out to the masses. It's like it started back yeah. in your own journey to be vulnerable yeah. and that's what's felt. So yeah. there's an invitation to be vulnerable that comes from way back behind you. Yeah. 
So no matter what you're creating in the day, mm. the invitation's eternally sitting there in the two of you. Yeah. So it's like beautiful. there's a part of your <laughs> your essence or spirit is like inviting me in to let go, spill all the beans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really be careful what I spill. Um, just, just quickly, I, I got invited to a global think tank a few years back and I got invited down to this thing. It oh, was, just a global think tank. Yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a group of people of like different experts in their field. Yeah. And this particular lady said, I need you to be in this global think tank. And the way, it, it sep- the way it sat and the way the conversation sat, we put a problem in the middle of the table and everybody went, and talked about this problem yeah and um i end up um <laughs> i ended up actually being in the in the last seat and it was really i didn't realize till it in started the that the person that started was next to me and it went the other way around the table oh wow and so as it went around i was sitting there just kind of holding space and from a place of trying to be aware you know yeah, yeah. and i could feel the magic in each person but each person was telling us, everybody else, how their area of expertise was going to solve the problem. And then, you know, the digital guy was <laughs> like, like oh, it's going to be all solved with technology, with AI, da 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 da. And the communications person was like, oh, it's going to be about the communication and what messages we put out. And then the yeah. education person's going to be, it's all about educating the kids. And then the finance person was, what we need is the money to actually create programs. To do. Yeah. And as it went all the way around the room, there's the global health, the health person. Yeah, well, there's medications, you know, all, all this sort of stuff. And it went all big the way around. Big powerful concepts, big powerful systems, each of them. Each of them. Yeah. And each one thinking it was going to save the day. Yeah. And what became really obvious to me, because I'm thinking, what have I got to offer? Because my... I'm an Ironman, <laughs> it's become a thinker, <laughs> it's become a feeler, it's become a seer, yeah. you know. Um, so, oh, okay, I'm going to think, feel and see, you know, the way through this because that's what an Ironman does, you know, like, oh, you see the ocean and you find your way through it and yeah. and uh, you got to do that multiple times. Respond so, and act. So anyway, when it, by the time it got to me, I was really clear. The first thing I did was thank them all. I said, thank you, you're all so amazing, mm. firstly. I love what you said about this. I love what you said about that. I love what you said about this. Da, 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 da. But what had come through while they were talking was that if we were an indigenous tribe in North America, we would sit around that problem in the teepee, probably smoking a peace pipe or something. Yeah, uh, what's it called? Um, peyote. Peyote, yeah. yeah. And which would definitely reveal the answers to a few problems <laughs> and a few other things, that I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I haven't ever done that, but I can imagine it would be like, wow. <laughs> But because um, all the dimensions would open up oh. and where the truth of what we, what the real solution was. And I love Einstein, you cannot solve a problem on the, level, on the same level of mind it was created. Yes. Um, yeah. and, um, and also our great teacher said, you know, you, um, when you have a solution to a problem without a change of awareness, the solution will eventually become the problem. Mm. So every department had a solution to the problem, but the change of awareness was we're all in it together yes and if you could embrace each other's solutions and even say actually i think you've got the best solution you go first and we'll follow on after that and build on top of that yeah and and i can i can add this part to you but Mm. i don't wow you you can see that more clearly so Mm. it's whoever can see it more clearly yeah so Mm. they they would have looked at the problem and said who can see the problem more clearly and from the first (laughs) place the first port of call Mm. and um so when it got to me, I, that's all I said was, like, you guys are incredible. You know, I feel kind of humbled, blah, blah, blah. And I said, what I can, what I would suggest though is that I don't think it's any one person that's going to solve the problem. I think one of our traps is that we want all of our departments to shine and our industries to be the thing. And I think it's in our human nature that we want to be the one. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. you know, but the one might be sitting opposite you. Da, 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 da. Mm. And we've all got little pieces, you know. So my suggestion would be that we all think tank who would go first in solving the problem, blah, blah, blah. And, and then it was this moment, whatever it was, it wasn't like me coming up with this divine inspiration. It was like coming through. Yeah. And then I was thinking, have I just really like... Really, <laughs> Did a pin drop? You know, you know? And then it was really quiet and then it started. Oh my God, yes. And then it went organic from side to side to, you, you're right. And, da, da, da. and then it was often a cue for me. It was like 10 times in the next 20 minutes. Someone said, what liked what Trevor said. And yeah. it wasn't me saying it. It was me seeing something, but something else coming through. But you it was wove that, it together. You interpreted. You saw. I and I basically. And yeah. I know in my purpose. You said right at the start, connecting people, mm. and he was born to do it. Yeah. And it was very obscure when you said that. You started the first line you wrote <laughs> before we started. How do we describe Trevor? He bring, brings people together, and he was born to do it. I'm like, we didn't look at his website. We I've, just <laughs> I've often been described as former World Ironman champion. <laughs> yeah. Um, star of Baywatch, but um, oh you know, but um, bring, Red speedos, yeah. <laughs> but that's the truth is that I that was probably one of the last messages that I got from my favorite teacher in my life was you know what your purpose is and you know that it's planetary <clears throat> because I know that I like mm. to see the whole thing mm, and yeah. that, that will infuriate Joe sometimes <laughs> <laughs> because you go can't you just be agree with me that we're angry at that person I'm like, no, well, I see what there's going on there. Yeah. You know, we've taught each other that, you know, yeah. in different areas. But but I've always That's had gorgeous. this thing in me, yeah. like forgiveness is just sitting in the background, which I think is that Christ consciousness thing. Yeah. Is the part of us that's all, we all have it. We all have it. And it's hovering there going, are you ready yeah. to forgive? Yeah. And I say that's, I give, when I say forgive, I give that what you did was for me. Uh, you know, it's yeah. I forgive, you know, not I forgive you for how you made me feel and I'll, I now on a pedestal of how good I am yeah, and letting yeah. you off the hook. And, yeah. that's and just what total are you going to do for me now that I've given that's, you that? That's bullshit. Yeah. That's complete mm. utter other than you. This didn't happen to me through you. It happened for me through you. Mm. And ultimately it happened by me and through me for me. And if I can have the good grace of learning from it, then something might happen for you too. Yes. You know, so. And isn't that, mm. and then that too, isn't it sometimes you know i've probably experienced it myself but also seeing that if we don't want to forgive the other person because we don't want them to be free yes you know and it's not even us that doesn't want them to be free it's the thing that's keeping us trapped doesn't want us or them to be free and that that saying i used it at the breath and breakthrough so many times if you want to if you want to um if you want to dig a grave for someone else make sure you dig two one for yourself which is like if you want to if you holding a grudge is like drinking poison expecting someone else yes, to die yeah. yeah if you want to dig a grave for someone else dig one next to it because yeah. you're going to be in it with it's them. a funny one yeah. too because part of the part of the lessons and this is what we try and tell the kids all the time too you know because they'll they'll have a breakthrough and they'll have mm. a um a beautiful feeling you know oh my god i feel so free and and now i go oh, you know you're at the top of one level but you're about to start the bottom of another and you know instantly almost instantly something will come in and it'll be like fuck you know why is this happening i just was there and it's like no that's life Mm. yeah Mm. and it's the energy field too the energy field does not want you to be free and that's part of the the human experience on this planet is that is that experience of of um knowing that you know 
the energy field will constantly keep you on your toes. Challenge you. And will challenge you. Mm. And at another level, it wants you to be free. Yeah. But what it will do, it will kill you. Yes. To actually make you find the part of yourself that you have to find and yeah. let go of the other part. So it's either free or dead. Yeah. yeah. The energy field, the gain, the negative energy, what mm. it comes through people. That's what I'm yeah. being sitting more and more and more. It absolutely, at a level, we have to acknowledge this thing wants me dead. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, it wants that part of me dead. Yeah. That yeah. hook or that attachment or that, that belief or that rightness or that superiority it wants me dead, it wants the humility back in or whatever. Yeah. And as soon as it's like that part of me dies, yeah. that energy drops away. And then I'm like, oh, I can see the person. And then the person shows up differently. Yeah. And no one's spoken to them or yeah. they haven't done a course or a seminar and they go, oh, they send a message, sorry about what I said the other day. Or, you know, like, it's like, whoa. Well, that's it's the all gift, metaphysical. It? It's like, yeah. the, we talk about our gifts, you know, <laughs> mm. what have we got to share and all that. But it's all, that's the gift as well. It's like, once you push yourself through that challenge mm. and face whatever it is that's, that's challenging you with, then you get the gift, which mm. is, you know, like the person showing up or the person ringing you or, or something opening up that just brings you so much joy inside. It might not be physically anything. Mm. It might be just the feeling of freedom. Yes. Um, yeah. And mm. it's, it's as simple mm. as that. We had Australian surf titles last week, finished on the Sunday night with Zane, mm-hmm. the club coach, who I stayed with all week with a few other crew, TJ and a few other people. And we went to the function afterwards and we had the most beautiful speeches and the most beautiful connections and three of our guys had had amazing wins and breakthroughs and Fantastic. and it was this 100% of that level feeling you know like wow we're through that level this young guy came through this young guy came through and that guy still showed the way and you know, yeah. Ali Day won the iron mm. Tex won the board race and Jet won the flags and, yeah. oh, well done. and right yeah. from right jet right from stewie flags at the surf club as a five-year-old all the way through you know so beautiful yeah the life the life athletes and they've been yeah yeah, yeah. and, and techs mm-hmm. come from somewhere else but broke through a lot you know incredible stuff right so this is 100 percent of one level i woke up the next morning slight headache mm. by the time i got home to joe which is a favorite thing for me to do when i arrive <laughs> home when she says how are you she wants me to say fantastic so rejuvenated refreshed from my week with all the people and I tend to point out to her, well, I have been with a whole lot of people for a week and I do feel a little bit tired. Don't come into my house tired. <laughs> yeah. um, and we have this beautiful banter around. But anyway, I come in and the harder I'm trying, I ended up, at, I, I went to bed at 11, at 8 o'clock. Yeah. I woke up at 11, I think it was 5 a.m. Yeah. With an excruciating headache oh. on all levels, the weirdest thing. I go, ah. And then I like for two hours, I laid there going, what is this? But it was, it was 10% of the next level. Yeah, it was a hundred. I'd gone past one hundred percent of one level, yeah. And now I was at the next level, and it was like you're going to feel some pain that you didn't feel this week about some things that were going on over there, blah blah. And I was, I got in the middle of the night. I went, okay, don't take yeah. an aspirin. I don't do that unless I haven't done it for a long time. No. Yeah, it's not happening to me. This headache's not happening to me. It's happening for me. It's happening through me. And at some level, it's happening by me. I've created this to see something. Yeah. So see it. I'm like, oh. I'm rolling around at about 1.20. What was it time? 1.20. One, yeah. 1.20. Joe knows exactly what time. 1.20. She wakes up and senses me and she goes, are you trying to will me awake? <laughs> and I'm like laying a bit closer to her. Like, I just needed I'm, someone I'm, to be I may be. I may be. I know how tough, but I need a cuddle. You know, like, yeah. I just want to touch you, you know, like this. But I didn't touch her because I didn't want to wake her up. I did, maybe I put my hand on your hip no, or something. I could hear him breathing heavy. heavy like, uh, yeah. Like, and I could hear him. 
metaphysically saying, please wake up, let's <laughs> talk about a few things. <laughs> And she goes, how are you? And I go, I've got the worst headache. He's like, oh, that's no. Great. You know, great. I said, no, I'm improving. It's getting better. But we talked for a little while, listened to a bit of Dolores Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> and fell back to sleep and had a beautiful five hours. Yeah, it was good. You know? yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, and isn't it funny? Like, it's like when you retire, you know, you, all your sicknesses flare up. Mm. Or like, you know, you have a mm. moment of... Mm. you know you're busy 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 and then you stop and everything kind of like comes in yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know you hold space in a mm. week like that with so many people and so much going on and you know it, and then I you come s- home and it's like okay well now oh process a little bit or i you know yeah. we'll infiltrate a little bit of what's happening yeah needs to come out you know share myself i spoke at a dinner with a whole bunch of people like 50 people on the mm. wednesday night then went straight for breath and breakthrough we had 15 men seven 18 of us like going for it through the whole weekend then flew to Perth and then held the space for the group the whole weekend and then just in it came yeah and it was like hey you need some time firstly to integrate whatever's going on um, and stop and shut up Mm. you know and I've been in the water I went to the water again this morning with Keith and every time I touch the water I feel like she's just going yeah sweetheart hop in the bath you know like let me me caress you you know yeah I've been going down and actually just drinking the salt water because I just feel like I need sorry i was just going to yeah. go on because it's perfect for the next yep. question yep. so yeah. what do you do now to support yourself for staying in the moment oh, <laughs> oh, we? Um, well, wake joe up in I'll the middle of the night the, and yeah. to Dolores <laughs> i was gonna say i'll come to the water in a minute yeah. okay. but i i learned to know who i love who i love having around mm. me and what i so it's not unlike me to talk to you, send you a message or say hello yeah. or something or come for a, a treatment. Um, yeah. But with Joe, we're all the time. Yeah. So we share, we, we're quite like off we go mm. and then we come back and we share and I'm like, you're right, and just listen and understand. Or you're right and we'll just listen and understand. But between, you know, Kane and Keith mm. and even our kids yeah. can have hold an amazing space, mm. vice versa, we share about anything. Um, sauna. But the first thing I, is people close to me. Mm. It's like people, you know, Brett and others and, you know, so many, there's so many I haven't named, but even, you know, (laughs) like girls that you've had on the retreat, ladies that you've had on the, on on this, like Mm. Nikki and Kate and and others that are, you know, really, really powerful that I can, I know I can reach anytime. So, Hey, and Mm. bounce around, you know? Um, So that's the, probably the first thing. Yeah. Second thing is I do love my own space Mm. and (laughs) I love the water. I love going in the water with people, but I love going down to the water and just being around the water mm. and doing qigong, mm. bit of meditation, laying there, rolling, sitting up, laying down, sitting up, laying down, um, just being on the water's edge. So I do love going in the ocean yeah. and I love going fishing, yeah. foiling, surfing, you know, Carl and Dan and the boys and all that sort of stuff that we go foiling with. Um, it's incredible. Hopping in the sauna with you guys. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ice baths. Yes. Um, and, and ultimately, probably, um, it sounds funny, but whenever I'm in the work, as in one-on-one with people in groups, I do more healing than I do expending energy. Mm. So while, whilst I might have to come back and integrate it all, yeah. um, I definitely finish a session as a better person. Mm. Like I walk back into the house much more present, just from being present to help someone else into some more presence. Mm. Yeah. So it's funny. It sounds like you're being there for someone else, but actually that's one of the things, the biggest things that give me a lot of energy back. Yeah. But water is the, oh, is the central thing. Absolutely. I know that if he's cranky, which is hardly ever, and I'm speaking the truth, he's hardly ever cranky, 
I'll say to him, how long has it been since you've been in the water? And if he says, like, if, if it's longer than two or three days, I'm like, you need to go to the beach. <laughs> because mm. it's a quick bike ride. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. But we went to Uluru. Yes. Oh, God, yes. And um, and I, well, they were about to close yeah. Uluru from mm. climbing, and I climbed it twice as a kid. Amazing And there's experience. actually rites of passage that the young boys do up there. Yeah. And so I was aware of it and I wanted Bailey to come up it. Bailey and I didn't want to walk it. We were, we were like, we don't feel like it's, we don't want appropriate to. Or appropriate or right or whatever. Yeah, just, and there's a lot of con, like um, context around that. It's closing down, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, you're not supposed to do it. It's, it's sacrilege and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. My dad no. was really sad about the touristy aspect. He yes. felt that yeah. was very yeah. disrespectful. Well, what, what happened was I had this feeling, I have a very strong connection, that's where I grew up, right, in yeah. all those areas. And I had this strong feeling like, no, it's calling me. Yeah. And so we're going to go and we're just going to go and feel it out. So anyway, through the guy that we met who works with the senior elder in the area, yes. he ah. said, oh, introduce you to the elder. And I spoke to the elder and the elder said, um, he came to that function mm. and he said, no, because he, he, he knows I'm one of them. He goes, oh, no, you go do it. You yeah. Know? You yeah. go do it. And uh, he said, I said, yeah, I want to take my wife and so He goes, no, you, you, you do it. You, it's, it's right for you to do it. Brilliant. And so yeah. I went there and I'm saying, I got permission, you know. <laughs> and they're going, oh, I'm not feeling it like this. And so anyway, I, there's like wards around the bottom of the rock, you know. And so you'd have to push past it. Oh. If you were just touristing, you'd yeah. have to push past that and be unaware. And mm. I was aware of it and I asked for permission at the, at the base of the ward and I got the door opened and I walked up. And they're standing there going, no, and I walked up a few steps. I'm standing above a 20-foot area of energetic protection around the thing. I'm standing above it. And I said, hey, it's okay to come up. And they're going, no, we don't think so. And I said, just just feel it. Feel what you feel and come to here if you want to. And then both of them, Bailey went first in there. And he walked up and he goes, Mum. And so she came up and they came and stood past the thing. And then you felt totally welcome, didn't you? Like, like. Like loved and supported. I said, I'm telling you, we're we're meant to be doing this because yeah. it's a oneness thing. Yeah, and you're reaching into that space. It's not them and us. Space. It's oneness. Yeah. It's all, we're all share this ancient spirit. It's country. Australia. Yeah, mm. and so, um, and we chose to be born here to to bring this energy through. You know, so we walked up and it had rained the day before. Mm. So there's puddles all over the place. And so when we got right to the top, and yeah. Joe's like, I'm going to start walking down. I'm going, I want to go for a swim. <laughs> And there was a tiny like, little, a tiny little, she's like, you are not, I'm leaving. I'm going, I'm going for a swim. And Bailey goes, that's sick, dad. And he's like, I'll take a photo. So there's a, I've got a photo of me. In his undies. In, in my undies. Yeah. Laying in a rock pool, you know, with my arms spread out, head back in yeah. this rock pool, Amazing. overlooking the whole desert on the yeah, top of Uluru. Pretty, like literally like 20 meters off one side of it, off the top, overlooking the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like. Yes, mm. I swim. Before it blows down, I got to have a swim on the top, which is those two things for me is country. Yeah. Which I connected to. I feel emotional when I say that, which my father had the courage to take me to. Yeah. And the water, mm. which is the mother, which I took myself to. In the mm. middle of the desert, you were in the water. Yes. My father took it. me there and I took mm. myself to the ocean. Well, he took me there too, but mm. but I took myself way out in it. Yeah, and we've swam you know, in some incredible... Swam with dolphins and swam on whales' backs. Since then. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Um, moving thank on. You. Yeah, that was mm. beautiful. Thank you. Um, how do you see the world now? Mm. And what do you see next for us? Mm. Through Trevor's... Through my eyes. Yes. I see the world as this big pot of love mm. trying to come about. Mm. <laughs> Cooking. 
and through so much pain and separation. So I feel emotional when I say it. I feel it disconnects me when I feel it. Mm. I feel I'm still having difficulty being with the degree of pain. And I think we all chose to be born at this time to play our part, to, to make this shift. Mm. But the shift's not there yet, Yeah. Um, not on the quantum level. It's like I feel like we've crossed some thresholds and I feel like it's happening. Yeah. <clears throat> but on the weight of energy, it's it's like there's more way more suffering than there is freedom. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. um, as I f- and, and I know that's our process to transmute that suffering. So I see the world as in a process is in the middle of a great awakening. I see it as an opportunity. I see it as a struggle, as a challenge. I see it as a nightmare sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the greatest gift, um, and I see it as um, what is that feeling? It's like I see it as. I see. I just see the truth in it. Yeah. So, you know, it's mm. something happening. That's well, she's amazing. trying to show herself, isn't she? She's she and to, he. Yeah, 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 yeah. She and he, because I, I think I've tapped into the she, which mm. allowed me to tap into the he, mm. and the he's behind the she as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, um, that old thing behind every great man's a great woman. Yeah. Behind every great woman, you know, behind the great feminine is the great masculine as well. Mm. And so that sacred geometry of the sacred male. Was yeah. the I'm here, but I'm going to go to there. It's a straight line, and then I'm going to go there, 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 all the places I can go. And then the sacred feminine goes, Well, that's nothing unless we fill it in. Yeah, so the feminine fills it in. So there is no that it's like you cannot get to the masculine, the full final awakening, unless you go through the womb, through the feminine. Mm, interesting. So you got to feel it to heal it mm. and then see it to free it. So I feel like we're not going to see the freedom until we've felt all the pain. So I feel like our time on the planet is to feel. So yeah. we might have to feel a lot for a long time. Mm. And you think, well, I'm free now of my own bag, most of my own baggage. Now it should all be light and fairy tales. It's light. It's like there's actually yeah. a lot of pain and I don't know, yeah, more, no, cha- more challenges than ever. It's really interesting to say yeah. that. I just feel that whole thing, you know, where it is very internal. Like everybody's talking about this internal shift that's happening mm. within each of us. And it is about... It's almost like I keep getting this vision of like a, a road with potholes everywhere and the potholes are the parts of us that we need to, yeah. you know, um, clear. And, mm. and then, you know, the path is going to be smoother. And it seems to be that way, you know. Mm. Sometimes we fall in the potholes and we need a little time in there to, to work it out. And, and also, know. let's get a, a, a suspension kit on our vehicle <laughs> and, um, yeah. and handle the potholes better. Yeah. <laughs> For those listening, we have a four-wheel drive. Yeah. I'm crazy about yeah. And I was sharing with Michael Holmes <laughs> yesterday. He said, oh, last time I met you, we drove down to the beach in your black BMW. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, how things have changed yeah. because I was in the fast black car. Yeah. Now I'm in the slow white car yeah. that can go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's slower, but it'll go everywhere and anywhere and can take you with me. Yeah. And it's you know, your home away from home. It's home well. away from home. There's yeah. a house on the roof. It's very similar to what my dad dad taught me. Yeah. Um, but I just want to share something really quickly that you made me think is that is that the potholes are about the challenge and, and being able to be with whatever comes up. Mm. So we have to be with whatever energy. But I felt like in this lifetime that a long time ago all the witches were burnt mm. and they were all the seers. They're all the women that felt and sensed and intuited the connection with the divine. Yeah. And they were called pagans or witches or whatever else. Yeah. But they were helping birth the noblemen's children, children and, yeah. Yeah. and they were getting too much power. Mm. And so church and state at the time, 
saw that as a threat mm. and so literally saw the feminine, mm. the sight, the vision, the wisdom as a threat, which mm. is the, they, so they saw the connection to the divine through the feminine as a threat because one thing the feminine um, connection does is it exposes everything. Yeah. So for me to go free in my own personal life, I had to come clean about what the masculine had been up to mm. and the feminine had to love me. Yeah. And then when it did, it gave me the chance to then love the feminine in myself and be true to that. Mm. And then as I've gone on, I'm surrounded by amazing men and amazing women mm. and who feel like they're brothers and sisters. Yeah. But I feel like it's shifted for me to touch the witches and you're dead. You know, like that's the, as the sacred masculine. Yeah. It's like, don't go near the witches, like to the powers that be. In the past, it was like yeah. maybe didn't say enough or didn't or watch them burn and didn't say anything or was part of it or was one of them. Right. Yeah. But it feels like I, this. If this sounds strange, it feels like inside no, yeah. of myself, I'm, uh, I'm rectifying something <laughs> where I'm saying, "Touch the witches," yeah. and you've got me and my mates and sisters to answer to. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a violent thing or a thing. No, it's just like, no, but it's we can see what you're doing. Yeah. Don't go near them. Uh, yeah. uh, stay away. I can see you. It's upholding. <coughs> it's upholding of that sacred energy and of of what uh, true rites of passage and true healing and what true um, honouring each other on every level is all about. What's trying to come through, which is what yeah. you yeah. said, right? The feminine's yeah. trying to come through. The healing's trying to come through. Mm. In some ways, we have to be open and also strong. Open yeah. to say. Isn't yeah. this beautiful and strong enough? So, uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you can come in this room, but not until you sh- discard that. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, I know better. You can do this. Let mm. that go and come in. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, so you, the, the invitation's there, but the it's not the invitation to every energy to come in and trash yeah. the place. I see you. I see I see all of you. Yeah. 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 And I believe in you. Yeah. And right now you're trying to take everything out, mm. but no, stop. Mm. You know, so I'm... For whatever reason, I felt to mention that. No, well, I think perfect. every woman is sat in this chair now. Every man is one of those women mm. yeah. that's being burned at the stake, or yeah. you know, has lost her life through what she's been living and giving. Mm. And I think even our listeners, you know, I think you're also part of that. Oh, you absolutely. Know, because as, as we've shared, you know, you're, you're you're giving some beautiful feedback, but I. There's resonancy on so many levels mm. from everyone's story and there's a reason for that. I think mm. we've all shared exactly what you're just saying, Trevor, where there's been crucifixion, where there's been burning the state, where there's been mm. um, a, a disempowerment. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've had crazy stories along the way of <clears throat> remembering bits of that and yeah. feeling like oh, I was there then and I was there there and mm. we've got family lineage. We're going to go to Scotland in... Yeah. September, my mum's side goes back to William Wallace. They rode with all that sort of stuff, you know. Wow. They, I think apparently Wild one times. of us died with him or something like that. But mm. it's it feels like you repeat these lifetimes and you fight for the good. But yes. in the end, it's not about the fight. It's about seeing the good in everybody, which is what the Christ consciousness and the Buddha was. You know, see an Eckhart. Yes. See the good in everybody, so there is no fight anymore. Mm. Yes. You know, and, and that uh, stood out when you said that shared that before mm. was if we all related. To each other in this way there would be no no war because mm. we'd be fighting ourselves. yeah that's right you know yeah you fight the other is you <laughs> you are the other yeah wow oh. wow this has been 
My head's Amazing. spinning. Yeah. yeah. I think we need to, um, not need to, but I think it's like time to round it off. It's nearly been two hours. It's been really amazing. That's, it's, flown. it's the longest time I've spent with you for quite a while. <laughs> 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 yeah, nice. yeah. To, all to one get space. Joe, I've had to come into the podcast yeah. space. Where are you? I'm doing a podcast. Come out, come and oh, meet my I? wife. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Maybe this opens the floodgate for the other men. And oh, then, it you absolutely know, will. I know you've got a few beautiful men hanging around that oh, are like yeah. really divine yeah, no, inspiration. and definitely a few guys on our radar that we will we'll be honoured to have in the yes, seat yeah absolutely but thank and you share. for coming in and being mm. the first mm. thank you yeah it's been really beautiful opening the portal here. of the divine masculine thank yeah. you I think being um, received feels strange to share that bit because I feel like I'm still trying to do my best around it and I think I've, I feel like I'm correcting where even you know playing the field or being untrue is part of a manifestation in this lifetime of not protecting the divine feminine you know, so I feel like I'm, I'm learning how to actually do that. Mm. One, oh, one new moment at a time. Yeah. One sister at a time. Yeah. Looking after the sisters rather than being part of the other game. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you, sister. Thank <laughs> you, my gorgeous, amazing human wife. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love you. Love you too. Love, love you. you too. Love yeah. you too. <laughs> Bye. So much love. Oh, uh. That was magic. Thank you for listening and remember all links to our guest are in the notes. Leave us a comment here or message us on Instagram how our guest today connected with you or perhaps something you wish to share. A special thank you to the blissful Ksenia Luki for our theme song. Joe and I will be with you next week. Bye. Ciao. Whispers you were